Um, imagine being on a flight and you, you go down and they go, anyone know a doctor, a doctor? And he's like, I'm a GP. And you just be like, Sit oh, the fuck, fuck down. <laughs> Fucking shut up and watch the end of your movie, you dumb fuck. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Fucking Google it. I'll go, get me on the net on this fucking little screen in the front of the seat. We don't need this fucking tissue, tissue peddling dickhead. Welcome to your life. There's no turning back. Even while we sleep, we will find you acting on your best behavior. Mate, how, how's it? You've turned this into a live gig now. I know, it's all it's great. <laughs> we're all aware of our voice. Now, if I could just get this going. Or... What do you mean, man? This is this should be done off air. Well, we yeah, well, it up. yeah, I know, but we, you took so long, man. Mate, you're turning this into a fucking desk job. There's so much admin. <laughs> we're doing tweets. We're doing this shit. I'm like, I don't want anyone to listen to this. This is private musings of a suicidal man. Yeah, man, this has got the vibe of last night's radio inter- interview. I went in there, the guy was reading from his phone. Do you know what I mean? And I was like, what the fuck? And he goes, why? I've watched you recently and I'd consider you a bit of an edgy comic. What makes you so edgy? I'm like, what the fuck? I'm, I'm going to say I'm edgy on radio. Are you dumb? I'm like, you fucking know, I'm Bill Hicks, man. A fucking truth sayer. But then he, when I say that, he doesn't even look up. He's like... Anyway, I see that you break down the, the status quo of the human condition. I'm like, what is wrong with you, mate? Is that what he said? That's a bit lofty for you. Dude, he said some bullshit and, and it felt like, um, you know, Siri. It was like talking to Siri. And I was like, wake the fuck up. You wanted to go over and slap him? Wake up. He, go, he, he told me <laughs> after, he goes, they won't let me on, on air, live air. I'm like, no shit. You fucking read from your phone, you idiot. There's actually, there's uh, applications online that can do that. I'm like, hey, I could replace you with Google Voice. So he was just like a robot. Dude, I'm like, use Google Voice. You know, like fucking RTR can just hire Google Voice and you can write in your script. I'm like, you're just going to sit there? This is the thing that you were there for like three, four hours or something, Yeah, right? man. Well, I was actually only there for about half an hour, but I, I was lying to you for hours. Such a- <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Once I got the excuse, I'm like, oh, it's, it's taking a bit longer. It's taking a bit longer, but I'm actually at fucking Gizmo or what's that fucking taco shit? Out there Then I'm having like Three Rogers Then I text you And go It's running late mate There's edit work But man It was Oh they got me sweeping I've got to clean The car park now This is a really weird Radio spot They've tricked me Mate we're doing The final edit We've got to do the ads But um I don't know, dude. Like, it's funny because you, you, your dream, you're like, how good would radio be? Then you go in there. I was like, it felt like I was at PwC. No atmosphere. And you get nervous because there's no sound. He's just sit, sitting there on his phone. Mm. And then you become aware of your, your voice. Do you know when that happens when you're nervous? Yeah. And you're like, do I have a lisp? I've got a fucking lisp. Yeah. A lisp. A lisp. And you hear it and your mouth starts getting dry and you can hear your mouth getting dry. And you feel like you're in a job interview. Oh, hey, what? I, want, I wanted to um, express myself. <laughs> and you're like, oh, no. He, he goes, do you have anything else to add? Uh, and it was me and Bluntfield. We just stared at each other and we're like, yeah. And then we're like, oh, 
Anyway, that'll do. Do you know that we did? We just froze up. <laughs> we froze up. We had the window to be funny. They go, okay, what else do you want to add? And we're like, yeah, we've got lots to add. And then we're like, I just yelled, come to the, come to the fringe. Come to the fringe. <laughs> Man, what kind of radio segment was this where they're doing a deep dive on your career? Mate, it was a, a desperate community, community station. Oh, okay, just, community station. Do you know what I mean? Because... Yeah. Uh, they, was it on a frequency gu- that you could get outside of uh, like a one kilometre radius? Because they got government funding, they have to actually look like they care about the community. Mm. So I'm perfect. Do you know what I mean? A failed comic. They're like, <laughs> fuck, we'll get that. Get a photo of him coming into the venue. We'll get another uh, 100 grand at the end of the month. We'll go, look, we fucking supported oh, this prick. They've helped the small retarded boy achieve his dreams. That's you. This guy probably earns $300 a year doing comedy. We brought him in. <laughs> To try and give him a lift. I'm like, what else? That's community support, man. Mm. But anyway, dude, and the thing was there were some girls there doing a play. Nice. fuck, they were in the room as well and their energy was, do you know what I mean? You know when you're really nice? Yeah. But they've got uh, a vibe like you've been spotted for a sexual assault somewhere else. You're like, you're polite, you're cordial, you shake their hand, but they're looking at you like checking cameras. Right. You're like, "I've, I've done nothing. I'm being so, so gracious. So it was just was sort like, good of day, like, good luck, girls. Like your energy compared to theirs made you seem like a predator. No, I'm just saying, you know when they're girls, like pretty girls, just immediately see you as a threat? You come in, you bow your head. Yeah, you, so, you, so, you, like when they're a good judge of character, like you walk in and they go, oh, Dude, you sh- I shook the hand and I, I snapped my wrist down. Like I had a soft wrist, like they touched the, the top part of it. Like I didn't shake the hand, they went to shake. Do you think they were maybe looking at, weird, at you weird because you presented your hand to them like this, like they were supposed to kiss it? I put a claw forward and then I fucking, she said her play was about the Madonna whore and the, the presenter was about to say something like, you know, like Madonna whore, that, you know, it's uh, what's one of those things where the two words mean the same? And I was like... A homonym? But, yeah, something like that. Who knows? It's definitely not onomatopoeia. I no, know that. No, that's, that's, the sound. that's a noise. That's the that's, sound yeah. <laughs> yep. But uh, we, can, we can scratch that off the board, but it's something else, right? <laughs> something. Do you know something else? You know the English word. But anyway, so he was, he was about to go on it, and I was like, don't do it. I'm like, what the fuck? Their play's progressive, man. It was about, like, girls uh, expressing their voice. I'm like, don't. I actually said to him, don't. I know what you're going to say. Don't do the joke, Is this ma'am. the radio guy? You told him not to do it? Yeah, yeah. He was... Because you know what the thing is, guys... He was, he was going to go after Madonna. Like, that's the joke he was... Right. He was going to do Madonna like she was um, the, the musician? Yeah, like Madonna whore. And he's like, oh, I loved her last album, though. But, but it's, it's Madonna. Isn't Madonna like an artwork or a painting? Like, he's just on the wrong tangent. Madonna is meant to be the encapsulation of uh, beauty or female. Am I wrong? That's what I thought. I don't know. I'd have to look this up. So I was like, you're, you're not even on the right page, mate. But look at it. How the fucking, how his spirits lifted around the pretty girls. He's all phone. He's chatting. Right. He's like, I love the play. They went on for ages. Do you know what I mean? Mine were just, uh, what's the show about? I'm like a white angry guy that's run out of privilege. <laughs> like every show on the fucking lineup. <laughs> Lashing I'm a man out. who squandered everything and I'm trying to sell tickets to French. And you know what? Anyone that comes there, I fucking hate. I look out and go have some self-respect. You come watch a loser like this. I thought you sold out all your friend shows. 
Yeah, I have, man. They want me to do an extra one. I'm like, dude, I don't even want to do the first three. Are you crazy? <laughs> I hate these shows. The Madonna whore complex is the inability to maintain sexual arousal within a committed loving relationship. Yeah. That's what I went to my psychologist about. He was useless. Dude, that's every relationship. That's every relationship. What are you doing? That's a onomatopoeia relationship and Madonna complex. Same thing. <laughs> We've done it. It's not an onomatopoeia, by the way. What's the word, man? You know it. It's a, a synonym. Synonym. Homonym's the one that sounds the same. Like where, where, and where. And then yeah. What's the metaphor and an analogy? Like I always mix those up. I'm like, oh, great metaphor, great analogy. I don't really know. Well, a metaphor is saying something is something. An analogy is giving an example. Like, it's like a almost like a verbal metaphor, I suppose. Like it's a it's a it's a more elaborate Dude, metaphor. <laughs> they're the same thing, but yeah. fuck, you get exposed on Twitter because people pick you apart. They'll be like, it's actually a metaphor. And you're like, I'm like, well, why don't you fucking write a joke then, dude? Like, I'm like, it's fair enough that you can rope learn some some English rules, but where's your creative thought? Like, your ideas suck. People have been picking you apart on here already. Um, uh, what are they saying? I'm not going to look at it. <clears throat> it just said that this is exactly what I imagined Wolf's office to look like, uh, and the response was 100%. Look here, look here. Lunch is ready. <laughs> He's <laughs> <fun> as fucking <laughs> chicken. <laughs> Roast chicken. <laughs> That's where you were, man. You were rushing out to uh, to Woolworths to grab yourself a hot chicken. Why are those chickens so fucking hot? Like they're, they're like burned like tomatoes. Hey, I'm like, how do you get the oven like that? And it's got a smell like salmonella. They cook through it. How can you believe a chicken costs uh, nine bucks? That's what a like, fucking life! I know its entire existence is worth nine dollars. I know to come out at the end of all that. Imagine, Im- like, what do they pay for a human cadaver? Like if you uh, if you sell your body, like I know that you yeah. donate your body to science, but at some point there must be a transaction, right? Like you get funding, like a university gets funding, and then they pay whoever collects the cadavers. That has to be yeah. so much, and then a chicken is just getting thrown neck first into a fucking bin and shipped off to Coles to be sat under a what's effectively a sunbed. <laughs> <laughs> for, oh, for eight hours it, until you rock up so you can eat it desperately in the car park hunched over your own crotch. Dude, it's amazing to think like uh, one hour on minimum wage can buy you a chicken. <laughs> you, <laughs> An you entire just, life of a bird. You dig a hole for an hour and that's worth a chicken's life? <laughs> yeah. Fucking crazy. And people so, believe so in sad. a god. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> Mate, but there's so many dead chickens up in heaven, hey. They're fucking... <laughs> It's going to be swamped. It'll be mainly chickens. Imagine if animals get up there. We'll be like, holy fuck. Because I've eaten maybe 100,000 chickens. Sometimes I don't even finish them. You, big, you bin them. Man, that's a lot. That's, that's a very high estimate, I think, for the number of chickens that you've eaten. What do you mean? I, I eat a whole chicken a day. Are you, yeah, even then. Like every 10 years is 3,600 days. 100 is... That's a, that's, that's, uh, wait, you say 100,000 chickens? Yeah. 30 years worth of chickens every day. Yeah, man. Every day. You're saying you go through a whole chicken. <laughs> I like I like to eat one a day to keep the chickens on their toes. I'm not fucking around. I mean, look, man, look, look, people, uh, people are calling bullshit on 100,000 chickens, but if you ate a chicken every day, you could, you could do Dude, it. Dude, it's the same as your stock, uh, your stock returns. You're up 100,000 chickens, man, <laughs> on your super. It's going well. How? The, the stats are all there, man. I'm good with numbers. At approximately one chicken consumed per day, 100,000 chickens would take Andrew Wolf 
273.972 years to finish eating. How the uh... Oh, whatever, man. Do you know what? This whole dynamic's changed now. These things are unlistenable now. What do you mean? We're just doing it live. Like, you're aware that they're listening. You haven't said much. You, not, your energy's changed. Dude. I'm not looking. You're I mean, like I'm the fucking the radio interviewer. I'm looking at the stocks right now, so I can. That's I'm, what I'm saying. I'm like always you're so looking at something because you go off on a tangent for four hours, and I've got to try and fucking lay some lay some pipe. You can slide down. It's like when you have guests around, and uh, one of the partners tries to show off. Like you're showing <laughs> off now. Like, oh look, we got Wolf under submission. I've got my my knee on his throat. I'm the power. Oh yeah, I just I humor this fuckface. But when we're one on one. You're all passionate, kissing me, but then when we get <laughs> out true. to the cricket or out the boys, you won't hold my hand. No, I know. You won't hold my hand out. Do you know guys that do that that won't? That was one of the hardest things, man. My partner trying to force contact. You're like, I'm not fucking holding your hand. You know what I mean? Like walking to the cricket. You can see your mates looking over. You were not affectionate in public, but she was. Well, dude, I get sweaty and I'm like, I, I don't want to hold it. It slows you up. I'm like, there's a reason I swing my arms. Like, you want the momentum. I'm like, it's fucking, I've got to put more energy into my legs to lift. If I swing the arms. So the main, the main problem for you was aerodynamics, not like a lack of care it's or anything. It's just bullshit. It's like a plane with a fucking, um, you know what I mean? Like with a big shit thing hanging on, on the bottom. Like the, the aerodynamics are off. The plane can't fly with ha- hand held I can't hold your you hand. I've got to use my arms to cut through the air more efficiently. It's not that I don't love you, baby. I just gotta go fast. That's what the gangsters have. One of the things is um, you, the first thing you have to do is uh, control your wife. So, like, they're not even allowed to ring. Like, if they ring and go, Where are you? Everyone's like, Fucking, you end up down the bottom of the ocean. Oh, yeah. The, the, the rules are, do you know what I mean? You're out on a three day bender. If you get even one text, they're like, The boy's like, Oh. I like being on the apron strings, hey. Like I didn't even want to come with my mum's. I'm just straight on. I need a partner <laughs> to wet nurse me. That's that's what my partner stopped doing, dude. She wouldn't wet nurse me. That's when it fell away. <laughs> yeah. I wanted her to like uh, pick out the dots out of my eye and stroke my hair with wet spit and go like, you'll be all right. You're a brave boy. You don't have a lisp. You don't have a speaking problem. Did you ever try the breast milk straight from the source? I did, man. But I drank it from um, the baby's bottle. From it, the, was, it was okay, but like... Not from the teat. Because we were expressing. We had her like pumping out like fucking like a, like a, a dairy. Like a dairy cow. <laughs> she was hooked up, man. Yeah. We had to grease. I was greasing up those nipples. We were working at like a fucking uh, factory. <laughs> you were calling pumping. up... Uh, what is it now? Chairs. Chair cheese. It's not coon anymore. It's chair. You were calling them up going, hey, I've got, I've got one for the line. <laughs> Dude, that was our dynamic. can I get for the four litres? <laughs> She said I didn't do anything, but she would just watch reality TV expressing, <laughs> sitting there just watching them being pumped, pump, 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 big thing, sag now, and then she would hit the, hit the sack at nine and I would have like nine litres of milk. So like I, I didn't need to bother at all. And that's way too much for any baby. She's like, oh, it's a long day watching Love Island, going to kick back now and give the breasts a break. And then I would... Uh, I would work the night shift, just bottle after bottle, <laughs> occasionally having a sip to, to try to stay awake. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Wait, so she's asleep and you've got the express machine on her? Dude, this is what the thing I hated because we got in a petty match and I think a lot of couples do about who's doing more work. Because I yeah. did the garden, I did this, 
And I always, I was wanted to prepare like a pie chart to prove her wrong. But then I thought, even if the pie chart was in my favor, you lose. Do you know what I mean? Because if you're starting, you're doing timesheets on your, your ex. As soon as you've prepared a pie chart, it's, it's kind of taking it to another level. You Dude, know? she sees me around the house with the stopwatch. I'm like, have you finished <laughs> hanging the laundry now? Boop, three. Yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. like, where are you going? I'm like, just going to put some data into my pie, my pie chart. She's like, what's this? And you're hooking up to her up to an ECG going, look, I need to measure calories in, calories out, because that's where there's, I think there's a deficiency on either side. Dude, you need like one of those, um, what are those uh, Fitbits yeah, yeah, that yeah. monitor all action? And then when you divorce, it's like when they go, he's a lie, he hasn't done much. Then you reveal, I actually had a Fitbit attached to you. Do you know what I mean? And you monitor all and there's a oh, chart. Oh, man, that's perfect. And that's the split. They're carrying around like a monitor. 13%, you did 13% of the work and the remaining uh, 87 <clears throat> was complaining to your mates on the phone about how much of a pig I was as I fucking folded sheets. What a great way to split up your assets if you go through and say, look, judge, the Fitbit data clearly shows that I was the one who did most of the uh, most of the cooking, so I don't know what the fuck she's talking about, and she shouldn't get the holiday house. It's not fair. Mate, the other thing is it's all about your level of standard with housemates because some people have OCDs, so they'll pick up that lure. I would eventually do it, but, you know, if they're doing it urgently, then you're always showing up. Yeah. Like, it's basic things. You're going to load, load the loo roll into the fucking cabinet. cabinet. I'm like, just fucking keep it in the bag like, and throw it on the ground. It's fine. Do you know what I mean? And then they judge you. Your tolerance is like a two, two to four inch layer of filth and hers was like a one inch layer of filth. That's what the thing, man. Uh, I could comfortably sleep behind a bin and just go, it's actually pretty comfortable here. And, so, and often you have, I imagine, slept behind a well, few this bins. Was, this is what happened with my mate in London, man, because he'd get angry. He's losing his mind going like, what's going on with the loo roll? Just, you know, organise it all in the shelves under the bath. I'm like, what are you fucking talking about? Just throw the whole bag there on the left and yeah, pick it up yeah. off the ground. <laughs> and then eventually the cleaner can bin it all. Um, and, and I'm like, dude, it's not emotional. Exactly. And it's like, we're on the left. And you're like, you throw it on top of the old empty plastic loo roll bag. That's where it goes. He's acting like um, uh, I, I'm trying to attack him. Like, I'm doing it on purpose. I know that most minds would want everything organised. You get the rice and all labels, everything's alphabetical, and you're purposely sabotaging it because you're a little prick. And I'm like, mate, you need to break down your OCD for me on a list because I don't know what any of this shit is. Do you know what I mean? I didn't know that you have to hang the fucking bath mat. I don't care. Do you know, why would you mop the floor? People do it in the bathroom. I'm like... Uh, it can evaporate over 18 hours. I'm like, who's, who's fucking going in there? I've brushed my teeth, it's over. It's game over. No one's coming there for eight hours, dickhead. It's going to evaporate. You know how in some second and third was well, developing countries, uh, yeah. they, ha- they don't have the plumbing infrastructure to support uh, your number ones, number twos, and the toilet paper. And so they'll, they'll bend the toilet paper instead of flushing the toilet paper. Oh, mate, you know, they, they do that all through Indo, right? You can't bin the loo roll. So, you know what I did? You start shitting in the waste bin. Like, you know what? <laughs> You're not going to respect the idea of a toilet, nor will I. There's fucking loo roll and a shit in there. Like, if you won't let me use it for its purpose, fuck it. It's obviously a faulty design. Yeah. You can fucking, I'm going to wrap my turds up like a, uh, a little Christmas bonbon. <laughs> you can, you I know. wandered into a, a cafe bathroom the other day. And then there was the bin where you, like next to the toilet, because the sink was so close, where you would dry your hands and put the paper towel in the bin. And in the bin, 
fucking shit side up uh used toilet paper just sitting there and oh, then, man. And then I'm mentally like a beautiful mind. Like, who did I walk past? Who who did I just walk past coming out of the bathroom? Dude. <laughs> so that it went, so that when I got uh, out there, I could make sure that I didn't sit anywhere near them. Dude, I've started doing that in the green room at uh, Comedy Lab. Like taking <laughs> a shit. your ass. Such a power move. You take a shit. And then I, I've been telling people that I don't want it flushed until I'm off stage. It's my... Uh, my, it's you know, my lucky turn. I need it. It's my good luck. I'm like, it's my superstition. I have to know that there's a shit stink uh, in the green room across yeah. all these other open micers. And then if I hear it flush, I go, I was fucking crushing. And then I heard the flush and it all dropped away. Became self-aware. I lost my fucking stream of consciousness. No one. Imagine if Jim Jeffries was like that. You mm. met him and then he, he, he would take a shit as a power move. In the green room, it is a power move. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Imagine you're a new open mic, you're doing the comedy store, you go, nice to meet you, Akmal, and then you walk past and do a big shit, and you're in three-minute spot, and you come out and shake his hand. There's no basin, and you're like, good on you, mate. I loved you on Fat Pizza or whatever the fuck you were on. <laughs> Akmal. Yeah, that would be a move, man. I think you could demand that at a corporate if you showed up. And uh, you said, oh, I've got a couple of weird things. Sorry, I don't know if anyone included them on my rider. Um, do you have a bathroom nearby? <laughs> I need someone oh, to stand mate. guard over my, over my onstage turd, please. Dude, I had it with um, Ostentatious. I had to do a gig with him and oh, I've told it about before the God. crazy him yelling out of the car and then threatening hotel staff. Because they didn't recognize. Yeah, what did Sandy Tatius do to you? I got caught in the green room and I couldn't get out, so I, I pissed in um, a few bottles. And then I was hoping that he would try to take a sip of one. <laughs> it was my dream. Did I he? left it out there. <laughs> so I left it out there, just praying, because I thought, imagine he get angry because uh, the restaurant took too long and didn't recognize him. Imagine if he'd taken a sip. Of wee wee, <laughs> fucking crazy. He's such a crazy. He's called me screaming before, man. Has he? Yeah, yeah. Because um, a venue asked for my opinion, and I linked them to a news.com.au article about him. Oh, mate! <laughs> and I was like, man. And I said to him, I was like, <laughs> I was like, if if I had a plumber come to my house, right? And I was like, oh, my sink's broken. And the plumber came in and they did a shit on the carpet. <laughs> and someone said, do you have a good plumber? I wouldn't be like, oh, this guy, look. He's <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what his plumbing's actually like, but he doesn't mean shit on the carpet. Dude, this like, is what my do you favorite- want from me, man? Like, I'm supposed to, this, someone asked for my opinion. And I go like, sorry, yeah, yeah, can't yeah, say man. anything. Lips are sealed. Do you know, my funniest moment was driving up with him. And he was so excited because... Before he went to the hotel, we'd mm. driven for like six hours. Before we went to the hotel, he went Dude, to Dude, how the- was that car? How was that drive, man? Mate, I told you, he was yelling out the window. He's like, you dogs, you dogs. He was yelling out of the window. And I was sitting going, fuck, I thought I was crazy. He was yelling, making like these dog barking noises at like 120 on the that uh, Pacific Highway. I don't, by the way, I, I don't, I'm not convinced that he's not a com- comedic genius. I just think that he, He's just such an outsider. Dude, he's so good. And, and you know my best moment? This is why he got angry. He drove there and he drove to the sports club or whoever he'd ripped off. It's five grand for two shows. And they'd sort of been locked down and paid up front mm. before they realised that he was a pig. And he drove up there and there was, you know, one of those fucking church signs? Do you know that's meant to 
that flashes up and says, believe in God. Is it the ones that they, they change all the time? Yeah, they change yeah. it. So they advertise, oh, fucking karaoke. And he was he sat in the karaoke, car with me. Karaoke, that's the thing you took away. That's what you're usually seeing on the church <laughs> <line>. <laughs> Karaoke or, or meat raffle night. Hebrews 13.4. <laughs> we sat there and three screens popped up and his show wasn't advertised. And he lost his shit because he was so embarrassed to me. He goes, wait for it. Wait for it. And then he, then he got out of his car and was yelling. He's yelling like, you got to fucking advertise. you got to fucking put it on the sign, on this fucking church sign. And then he goes, look, I'll take you to the, um, like, Hyatt. He goes, they know me there. We're going to get a great meal. I've got the hookups. And then when we went there, this is the other thing. It fell apart. The woman, no one knew him. And he said, I'll get my standard. No one knew. And he's like, what are you talking about? You know, I'm here all the time. So oh. he was trying to be like big doggy with me. Like yeah. I'm touring with uh, Theo Vaughn, but all the, the facade, all the paint was peeling off. We eventually left that restaurant. He was angry. We're having a big fight and we ate somewhere else. And he goes, I don't know what's happened to that place. I used to be, you know, there used to be my spot. I'd get the, the, the big uh, high rollers room. But you know what I mean? Like he <laughs> yeah, went there yeah. and it was, it was basically like going with someone on a manic bipolar where they're just like, yeah, I'm going to be in the fucking NBA. Have you seen the footage of a bipolar guy, a black guy saying he's going to be in the NBA? No. And he's, he's being interviewed and then they go like, but do you play basketball? And he goes, he, he ends up breaking down that he was playing in year eight and he's, he's played about three games. Yeah. But in the bipolar mania, he's like, I'm, I think I'm going to be as big as Jordan. Do you know what I mean? And it's his mind. He's like, but then they sort of strip him bare and he's, he's played about three games in his life, but he, he believes that... It's the gatekeepers blocking him out. Did did uh did Austin at any point uh tell whoever he was trying to goad into remembering him? Uh, did he use the word Australiana? And how many times did he use it? Dude, he did. He does Australiana every time. But I must say, he's electric on stage. But only because he's like a tight. The shit he does. Yeah. Like the crowd didn't know what was going on. It was sort of funny, but like fucking. He's a it's good incredibly performer. subversive. I haven't. I. I don't think I've. Even, I don't think I've seen him live. I just. I just know it's subversive. I loved it, but I never got booked again because I. The anecdotes he gave me, I couldn't not share. So I'm sure he heard me like right. bad mouthing immediately because I told every single story <laughs> to anyone that would listen. I'm like he's barking out of the car. Well, he, man, he, the first time he called me, I was running an open mic, no money open mic at like a tiny little venue in the Gold Coast. Um, and he calls me up and he goes, oh, is this Josh? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, it's ostentatious. And I was, like, I was like, what? He goes, it's ostentatious. And I go, you're ostentatious. He goes, yes, I'm ostentatious. And I go, why are you ostentatious? Like, I hadn't heard of him. <laughs> so I'm asking him, like, <laughs> why are you ostentatious? Which, if I knew who he was, it would be a very philosophical question. But I was very confused. It was like, what? I'm like, why? What do you mean? You're, he's like, no, I, I'm the performer. I'm like, your name is ostentatious. He's like, Australiana, mate. And then I'm, like, I'm like, what are these words? Like, what are you talking about? He's like, Australiana. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm, so, I'm, I'm from New Zealand. He's like, oh, I was big in New Zealand. And I was like, man, I don't know who you are or what you want, but this is a really weird phone call. And then he got progressively more angry at me uh, and then wildly angry when I informed him that it was an open mic with no money attached at all. Oh, and man. then he hung up the phone. It's and then he called me years later to bitch me out because I didn't give him a glowing recommendation to someone. That Mate, you got to reference it. But you know the thing, um, 
My favourite part of his act is when he throws the opening act under the bus. Like that was probably the best thing ever. As I was pissing in the bottle in the green room, he just tore me to shreds. And it was the fucking best. Because um, he's a bit like Steve Bennett on Chortle. He's not wrong. Do you know what I mean? Right. He's not wrong. Like he, he doesn't just um, – he's not just mean for the sake of it. I'm like, nail on fucking head, ostentation. That is my act. You fucking good, man. It's pretty funny. It's pretty fucking funny. Like, it is shit. It's a lot of yelling. Do you know what I mean? It's obvious pullbacks. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that's all I got. He does live up to his name, doesn't he? He, very, he is very ostentatious. Mate, the thing is – yeah, because he's burned all the bridges. He needed to be in the US where you can't burn bridges. Yeah, you just you cross another one and you're elsewhere. Doing whatever you but want. But at the moment he's locked down. But I would have loved it if he had been the omnipotent sort of leader of all comedy, if he had been the Will Anderson spot. Just this fucking ruthless piggish guy that was at the top. <laughs> Don't you think if that was like – because it would have brought out so many nastier comics. Because if he, if he controlled it all, he was the project, he was the big dog, he was Rove. Yeah. And then it was sort of like – all the new comics would be the worst humans and it'd become so grimy. You know, it'd be more like Mad Max the comedy. Well, it's sort of like uh, how Bob Saget is, uh, you know, was in Full House and hosted uh, America's Funniest Home Videos, but his live act is so blue and so yeah. brutal. And people would come out and be like, oh, it's the guy from Full House. Let's take the kids. And then he's up on stage, like, screaming at people. And they're like, what yeah, the yeah. fuck is going on? This wasn't Dude, on- I love that, though, that they... Um, his act was always like that, that mm. um, people saw past it in America. Because so often they say, like, oh, he can't get, be contained, he's not appropriate. But he proves that you can, anyone can get on home and away. Like, it doesn't yeah. matter what you see them. As long as they're um, confident, fucking sling them a bone. Get them on Neighbours. Do you know what I mean? Even the worst. Nick's son should be on Neighbours right now, in my opinion. Mate, Nick's son's busy, man. He's a shaman now. You know, I know, man. He did. He did comedy. He, I think he clocked comedy. <laughs> you know he mean? killed comedy. You know what the thing is? He, <laughs> he uploaded. Was, he was so good that he just like he was like, I'm, I'm done. It's not. This isn't enjoyable. Dude, he keeps uploading about it, so he still wants it. Do you know what I mean? He's yeah. like, he's always on Facebook going like, I fucking, I don't even need it. I never even needed it. It fucking wrecked me. I'm like, dude, it's three years on. Like, you quit it. You quit the heroin. Why do you keep fucking reaching out to heroin addicts? Going, I never even needed it. It's fucking suck, mate. And I was like, I, I tried to message you. And I was like, mate, why don't you just do comedy as an expression of ideas mm. rather than an outcome? Yeah. H- how about that for an idea? Like, just who gives a fuck? Just yell at people. They're forced to come in a room. They're forced to listen to your deranged ideas. Mm-hmm. That's all you ever needed. The rest is bullshit. And that is sort of what you've locked down. So it's, you know, you've got that perspective. There. What better thing? I realise I don't even want to get paid. I just want to leave an indemnable scar or scratch on other people's souls. Just something small that festers and grows. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's mm. like uh, when you graze your knees skateboarding. I just want them to, like, feel and go, like, maybe office works wasn't my dream. <laughs> You know, I know I can print whatever I want. I can print whatever I want. I can print fucking birthday. I can do RSVPs for the fucking 40th what you, wedding. What do you mean I can't run free. a gloss through this photo? I'll tell you what, I'm going to go home. I'm going to start my own office work. So I'm going to run gloss paper through any oh. fucking machine I want. Wouldn't that be great is that you, you work at office works and you go see you go see Andrew Wolf out in the lounge and you come away going like, I can have my own business. I can have my own office works. It's like, that's not, that wasn't the message, man. You're Do you know, anyone, everyone respects the uniform because I was listening to some comics and you know what they've been doing 
at uh, festivals mm. is putting on um, – they get the logo of, like, say, Melbourne Comedy Festival and then right on the back, staff, which they technically are, staff or event organi- – a staff member, and then wander around and then when, like – uh, people confused people are like, I, w- I want to see a show to save my marriage. What do you recommend? And yes. they're like, Oh, hello, sir. Welcome to the Marble and Comedy Festival. And it's you're the performer. I'm like, Look, uh, Akmal sold out, <laughs> you know, Fat Pizza's <laughs> blowing up. Um, if you wanted to do Will, probably Thursday, but if you want to grab something tonight, I'll tell you a little hot tip. There's a little guy called Andrew Wolf. <laughs> it's a one hour bus ride away. He's not part of the festival. <laughs> He's still a believer. <laughs> I'm like, he's just shy of Wollongong. He's got a fucking... Have you heard of Geelong? He's out there. It's a, it's a... Have you ever heard of uh, Wollongong sandwiches? The guy's fucking, he's got a table. And he's done some crazy shit. He's an edgy. He's an edgy comic. He's dangerous. <laughs> Do you know? Like, and, and, and it's, mate, if you, thought, if you thought Snakes Alive was good, you were going to love his rant. <laughs> No, on nihilism. My dream is just you don't sign up. This has always been the move where you just get like a Mr. Whippy van and you drive around that town hall yelling your material out, parking, and then hand out ice creams. And they're like, when's the show on? And I'm like, the show's always on. It never ends. And you imagine you win Best Newcomer and you, you, you arrive in your Mr. Whippy to accept it. Do you know how the window in the van? You've done the whole show. You've, done, you've been doing six-hour sets. Just riffing. Who's that bitch over there walking past? And they're like, fucking, oh, he's quick on his feet. He's a young Chappelle. He's a young Chappelle. Do you, would you love it if a guy dressed as an ice cream man drove around and did stand up out of the roof uh, at the top on a loudspeaker? You'd have to pay the rego still, which would be frustrating. Um, but you save so much on venue costs. My favourite would be Will Anderson doing multiple cease and desist and restraining orders because you realise that's the hot spot. So you're parked right up where his crowd lines up <laughs> and he can, hear you, he can hear you from stage yelling, going like, fucking, we're all, we're all fucking corporate slaves. And it's like you're droning out his, his set. Bring your own PA system to town hall because you realise that no, it doesn't matter, doesn't matter how hard you promote, even if you do fill that 30-seater up every single night, you've still got more access to more people if you're performing from the back of a truck. Oh, mate, how's this for an idea? You get a big enough amp, you get a 30-seater, and they go, oh, we, we provide sound equipment, and you're like, nah, don't worry, I've got my own shit. You've got like a, a festival speaker. So you perform to the entire Melbourne town oh, hall. Oh man, and you, dude, you get you get the shirt with the uh, with the logo and the staff on the back, right? And you just drive up to the loading dock, and they let you drive the whippy Mr. Whippy van right on stage, just as Dave is walking out. And then you spring out, and you're like, "Good evening, ladies and gentlemen!" And they're like, oh, "Before so we came good. to see Dave Hughes." <laughs> Encore, Dave, let me hear more. And it, you pretend Dave like, is just stuck under the tires of your whippy van, dude. I. <laughs> I love what is that? Uh, the, the guys where you turn it to eleven on the speaker. What was that parody band? Spinal Tap. Yes, yeah, Spinal Tap it. Mm. You Spinal Tap it. They put you in a shoebox in the Melbourne Town Hall, and you you get sound equipment that actually drones out into Town Hall. And they go, and you're performing to thirty. And I'm like, technically, I'm performing to the whole Town Hall as the walls <laughs> rattle, and you're just like, you're all slaves, you're all slaves. <laughs> so good. Proven's coming down. And you're like, I don't know how I didn't win, a, win an award. No one else got to perform. I was doing six-hour sets, locked up, and you end up like it's like a prison break. Like you, 
you lock the door and board it up and yes. she's banging on the window and then you just put a towel up. I like your idea, but I do think you're really missing out on the dum 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 as you run over Will Anderson's head with your with your ice Mate, cream van onto the, onto the stage. I just love the thought of five angry comics chasing my Mr. Whippy van as I drive <laughs> on, yelling because, because I've, I've wrecked their throwing out. banana peels out the window, hoping that one of them They're will yelling, slip comically. And I'm like, I'll close with this. And you're screaming, yeah, this you're is yelling. part of the show, ladies and gentlemen. Gentlemen, look at special guest spots from Judith Lucy. Dude, and they, they, they chase they chase you and then the next day, like, they think it's over and then they look down the road and they see you gingerly in the van sort of revving. Haunting the road, like, in the, in the like, distance. Like, am I going to come back like, in instead no, of going forward and back? Horns, you need one of those horns that goes... <laughs> they can just hear it circling the venue, wondering who's next. I actually thought, though, because Mr. Whippy, you can hire the vans for parties mm. and you hand out those ice creams, you would dominate. Do you understand? Yeah. Right on Town Hill, parked. And then, you know, what, you know what actually worked out? I was doing the maths on it and then I worked out if you just sold the ice creams, didn't do comedy, <laughs> it's a better business than doing the show. You just go to the Melbourne Town Hall, sell ice creams and become a Mr. Whippy Man. Actually make more money than probably some of the highest earners at the fucking festival. They'll be like, yeah, I'm, are you doing the festival again? I'm like, yeah, I'm doing, um, what are those uh, Spanish donuts? I'm doing Spanish donuts. I'm doing churros. I'm doing churros <laughs> at the front of Town Hall. And they go, do you do any jokes? And I'm like, yeah, you know, I started off, but now I basically sell hot dogs near Town Hall. And I've actually made more than most of the Sydney comics. Yeah, at first it was a vehicle for the comedy, but then um, I just got tired of doing the one-liners every time I handed over a churro. So I've forgotten I've forgotten all my jokes now, but I'm, I'm doing pretty well for myself. Dude, that's so good. You stop talking to them and then, um, yeah, you just uh, sling ice cream. We used to have a guy like that, man, and it was a bad story because there was a guy that had um, claw hands that used to – I didn't do it. Can you show, what, show it, me the claw hands? Well, they were sort of like this, and he, um, and he was in the caravan, and um, he was out the front of... It looks um, exactly like you imagine. He was out the front of Club Bayview, but it was the worst setup because he sold hot dogs, but then obviously almost every night, a group of at least 30 guys would start rocking the caravan to get him, like, flailing around. But I, I didn't... I saw it happen. I didn't ever do it, but it was... It, look, it was quite the... Whatever. We were young. I'm out of that. We delete wait, that. Wait, they're rocking. They're, they're rocking the hot dog. They rock it back and forth so that he would have to try. Like, yeah, it's not good. <laughs> well, look, dude, all the riffs can't work. Well, and what's he going to hold on to as well? He's got the claw well, that's hands. Like, that's the joke. Yeah. He's got claw hands. <laughs> that's why they do it because he's got claw hands, so he can't grip it. How does he do the sauce though, dude? He he was. Do you know you've seen them? Have you ever seen like the the car- carnies? There's one that goes around. He does um, Perth. Royal show at all of them, and he's got mm. two hands, and he he fucking operates one of the best rides. <laughs> and Jesus Christ, what ride is he operating? He gets a cigarette like this, dude. At some point, <laughs> the best guy. <laughs> what do you? How do you know this? He's like this. About he's got carnies. he's got a metal claw, and he's smoking all the time, and he looks like part of the ride. Once I saw him, sort of, he's probably could hook in how and do be you, part of the. How do you know, how do you know so much about this this carny? Well, mate, 
I'll give you a hot tip. If you go to Perth uh, Royal Show and you see a guy with two claw hands smoking a cigarette, <laughs> you fucking tend to remember it, right? When he's yeah. doing all the safety and you're like, how the fuck's he adjusting bolts with that shit? <laughs> but he's, then I thought he's probably actually superior, man, because his hand is a screwdriver and a wrench. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know, the whole thing does everything. Yeah, yeah. It's better than Doctor Who. <laughs> he's like, um, do you know what I mean? Like the combination, like a Robocop. They call him Leatherman. <laughs> He's probably one of the greats, dude. He would he could have prevented Dreamworld's atrocity. Man, that's don't say that. That's a great uh, that's a great nickname for someone with uh, with robot hands. It's Leatherman. What Leatherman? Leatherman, like the Leatherman t- multi tool thing that you get. Oh yeah, yeah, that is good, man. <laughs> oh mate, these Twitch ones have changed the energy. They've eh? not. You've they've only changed it when you've referred back to it in this way. That's like you can feel it. Very, no, it's been very normal. Very normal podcast. You're you're all on edge, man. I'm not on edge. Um, this is not the normal Josh. This isn't the Josh I know. I was streaming uh, the editing, the yeah, the editing last night, and this guy jumped on uh, and was uh, talking about Doe. I don't know if you've um, followed up with uh, with Doe. Have you seen what they've been doing? Doe's in trouble, man. From when I lost Doe. Doe's in big trouble, man. Did you see that they um uh they are in a trading halt for uh, dude? It's it was a scam. I know they had they were the the MD was selling his parents um shares and then doing a pump and dump with his parents. But this guy said that he had gotten in way before we were talking about it. He had gotten in at, uh, at one cent and then cashed out at thirty eight cents. What a oh, fucking mate. what a roll, man! So yeah, good. Yeah, well, this is this is the problem with the the pump and dump. Because you sometimes like EN1, that one that I mentioned before, you know it's a pump and dump, but it's it's maybe like Bitcoin. There's still, do you know you still go it? Because you're yeah. like, well, fucking, I'm not arguing with a 20 bagger. Do you exactly. know what I mean? You end up, it ends up giving, even though you don't believe in it, you end up getting enticed in just because you get a bit frothy. You get a bit FOMO-y. You're like, oh, yeah. oh I'll triple, I'll triple, man. <laughs> and then you're like, there's no fundamentals, but it's just the smell of the smell of the punt in the air. You're like, oh, that greyhound's fucking shooting up. I'm going to fucking jump it. And they go, what's the story? It's a fucking scam, dude. It's a pyramid scheme, but I'm going to hook in for a double. Welcome to Bank of Bevan. I am founder of Bank of Bevan. My name is Bevan. We started Bank of Bevan with one goal in mind. So change the way you think about banking. Credit card fees, compound interest, overdraft fees. It's all a little confusing, isn't it? I certainly thought so. At Bank of Bevan, you do not have to worry about any of these things. How does it work? Simply deposit your money with me, Bevan, at Bank of Bevan, and I will keep your money safe for you in my very sturdy tote bag. This tote bag can fit up to 5 kilograms of mixed currency, and I regularly take trips back to my home to deposit your money safely in my mattress. Forget remembering a pesky PIN number when you're in line at the supermarket. Just give me a call on 1-800-BANK-OF-B-E-V-A and I will be at your location in between 15 and 45 minutes to give you your money in person. It couldn't be easier. We have partnered with my mom, who is often at home to make sure that at Bank of Bevan, your money is as safe as it would be under your own mattress. Bank of Bevan. Register now online by emailing your address, mother's maiden name, and the name of your first pet to bankofbevan at yahoo.com. 
Well, then he was telling me about another another one. He was, give, man, he was giving me some hot tips. Um, I can't remember his name, unfortunately. I'd love to give him a little shout out right now. But he did well on Doe. Um, and then he was uh, he pulled most of his money out. And so he was, he was fine, even though they're in a trading offer <laughs> inside of trading. And yeah. he said, he said he was talking about this other one called Playside. Um, and I, uh, I, I've had a look at Playside. And Playside has to be one of the funniest little startups I've ever seen. What's it do? Well, they, they're a video game uh, studio in, in Melbourne, right? They are headed up by the CEO and managing director, uh, Jerry Suckass. <laughs> 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 they have, man, if you, you, gotta, you gotta look at this place. Uh, if you just give, give a little Google to Playside Studios, they have like the classic, uh, it's, it's such an obvious looking board of directors. You know, when you see a company and you go, this is a company set up just to list on the ASX. Oh, mate, I know it because I've got a mate that uh, it's doing Pentanet, which is like an internet streaming and it's fast, but I looked at his numbers and um, I I looked at his numbers and his revenue grows and, but his expenses match. Do you know what I mean? Like there's no margin. He just keeps pumping more and more money in, but then the photo of them looks like uh, Doogie Howser MD. Do you know what I mean? Like in an oversized suit. Do you know when they, you know when they have that kid dressed in a suit? Yeah, and yeah. he's sort of smiling and his background is backpacking and he fucking street smarts and he's fucking heading up a listed company. And then you're like, uh, major shareholder, fuck, his mum and dad. His mum and dad were seed capitalists. Mum and dad got a mortgage of the house to fund little fucking Chobies. Uh, dream, dream of internet, and why did he get it? He got sick of fucking my gaming. My gaming was stalling, so I needed a better setup. So I signed up with TPG, and I actually now provide it to all my mates at more than it costs me. So every game I lose money, but we're gonna pump it in, and then it's gonna be like afterpay. They'll go customer numbers are through the roof, and it's like yeah, because it costs you thirty dollars. And you sell it to us for 20. No wonder your business is fucking flying. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, you're making $10 loss on every fucking client, mate. The thing that set off alarm bells for me is that I jumped in to see this Playside thing. They've got, uh, like, the last game they released was a little while ago. But they're the only video game company I've ever seen where one of the, the core links up the top is the investor center. And it's just... Oh man, like it it just looks so dicey. Like Dude, the, the the photo, the guy that runs it looks like a personal trader. Like he could easily just be Jerry, a, like Jerry Sucker. Fitness first. And you know you know he got in a scrap on New Year's Eve. Because, you know, he was probably talking about his, his wealth and how he's gonna do it and someone would have said, You never shut up about yourself and he goes, You wanna fucking say that again? And he's probably I bet you he's he's been in a fist fight over the Christmas break. The fucking MD's had his his suit ripped off him after a fucking scuffle coked up where he said, Playside is fucking Microsoft. One of interchangeable. I'm, I'm Elon Musk. As he's on a bipolar manic. He's already a billionaire. And like, what do you sell? And I'm like, games. <laughs> games for computers. You know, we got, there was an ex-comic, Dane Hedgepeth. Dan Hedgepeth. Or da- he fucking made millions. He made the skate app. Uh, okay, yeah. No, he used to, he used to gig. And um, he... This is what I love about comedy. His potential. He was like a genius. But um, so he was funny, great comic. He did comedy for eight years. And um, I reckon he, his best result was like uh, going up to Newcastle and getting uh, three drink coupons and like an $80 check. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he then yeah. turned that energy and thought, fuck this. 
to a gaming app and within a year was worth maybe $30 million. Oh, Do you know what man. I mean? Like the same brain applied oh. to trying to work out like a, a pullback and reveal about his dad's dick. Yeah. Put put that same intelligence just for like a week <laughs> into, oh, maybe I'll just fuck it. Maybe I'll make a game app. It's pretty easy. Man, Jeffrey Wendell's the same way. Like he uh, is one of the greatest writers I've ever seen in my whole life. And then uh, the comedy wasn't working for him. So he's like, oh, I guess I'll just go become a doctor or something. And now he's a fucking doctor. Yeah, man, but what sort of doctor? Because... Well, he's fresh. He's fresh. He's an intern now. No, but everyone everyone claims doctor, but I reckon if you're a GP, all you're doing is squeezing pimples and doing some stitches. So, like, it, you know, it's like the dentist that goes, oh, a vet? Vet's all right. Dentist. I'm like, what are you doing, man? You're just cleaning <laughs> teeth, right? So, like, you're fucking doing a car wash for the mouth. You fuck all. But a GP, do you know what I mean? I'm yeah. like, I think you should be able to say doctor, but if you're a GP, you should you have, have to, to say, say GP. You should say, I say, yeah, but... You, they go, I'm a doctor, and I'm like, you're not a GP, though, are you? And then when they go, I am a GP, and I'm like, oh, make sure you give them fucking, oh, is that a cold or a cough? <laughs> but a GP is a, uh, like, that's a reward, because you have to do the doctor thing first, and then you specialise into GP. They don't let you go straight into GP. You have to. Yeah, but man. you got to do the hard yards. And most the anyone end, that's smart becomes a heart surgeon or a neurologist. I know, but that's what I'm saying. At the end, they go, like, you've, okay, all right, you've, you've done your you've done your five years or whatever that you, you can specialize now and you're like oh it's a bit hard i don't know if i want to be a surgeon maybe i'll just be a gp dude what you are is you're a placeholder you're <laughs> yeah. like you know when you go to a restaurant and there's reserved so like someone comes up mate you're, you, you're, you're you, not even reserved. you're breadsticks man like you no, get but you're, no but i'm saying you're you're reserved because someone will come up and they, they they show you something other than a cold or stitches and you're like oh i better get big daddy <laughs> He's, he, I don't know what's going on. He goes like, "I rope learned. I rope learned a few books. I, I don't. I'm scared." And then he's got a ring. He's got a ring, Big Daddy, to come in and go like, "I've never seen anything like that." And you be like, "Yeah, Jeff, that's because it's not a fucking boil that you had to lance." My GP in the office uh, where he's hunched over, and every time I've gone back over the past five years, the mess has accumulated more and more. And like there's boxes piling up, there's paperwork everywhere. Last time I went in there and I asked him a question, I, he went he went to Google it and I saw him, had, he had to scroll past a tab where he had been watching Argentinian football. <laughs> Dude, I've mentioned on this pod before. I mentioned this on a pod before. In the UK I went because I swam in the Thames and it got weird rash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I snuck, I snuck out of the thing and I saw him in the other thing Googling on WebMD. <laughs> and I was like, they tell us not to look at it, but that's all they use. He's using WebMD. The, the, the very prick is Googling. I'm like, I could have just used my iPhone. He was WebMDing <laughs> rashes. But, I mean, they have to, you know. How, how could you remember all of that? So they say, like, oh, they, they always don't want you to get the hidden formula. Like, whatever you do, don't use WebMD. They need don't a, you dare. They need a white-labeled WebMD where they go in and it looks like a spreadsheet, you know, and then they can uh, they can look at it all day. Yeah, yeah, but Web, WebMD, the problem is every symptom sounds the same. Like you're, you're tired, lackluster, lost your appetite, losing weight. You, you know, you're either yeah. on heroin, depressed, or you're cancer. Or <laughs> Even shitting blood's all right. It's, I've wrecked on uh, WebMD as long as it's red. It's if it's black, yeah. you've got problems. That means it's too far up. It's had time to coagulate. Red red is just um, like a, a little dingleberry or whatever those things Stop are called. Stop wiping so hard. Herpe, uh, hemorrhoid? A hemorrhoid. 
I don't think you should be bleeding from a hemorrhoid, should you? You can't, you are, man, if you try to pull it off. <laughs> you got to try to pick the fruit that your body bears. Yeah, you got the pick pliers the down there. Man, it's, it's difficult to get to a doctor, as you've proven over the past two weeks of not booking a psychiatry appointment. Mate, I've even chipped one of my teeth and I've not gone I in. I know, man. You've been talking about it for months. I think that was the second episode that we did. You said you were grinding your teeth in your sleep thinking about mesoblast. Nah, they chip more now, man. Of course they, they have, chip. man. Because what are you talking about? It's like you've put a fucking dent in it. It's what Alan Watts said, you can't bite your own teeth. And I'm like, <laughs> fucking watch me, cunt. I've done it. <laughs> I've chipping them off daily. <laughs> um, anyway, I, I, I like this Playside Studios, man. I think it's, I think they're so funny because the guy uh, Jerry Suckers, <laughs> Jerry Suckers, man, you love it. I feel nothing for that. Hey? Jer- Jerry Suckers, I can't believe you went twice. In I love the joke. it. Jerry Suckers, I'm t- totally out. <laughs> Jerry Suckers used to work at EA, right? Like a big, a big company, and he worked on. Um, uh, uh, Dead Space, which won a lot of awards, and Dante's Inferno. And now this place that's, uh, they haven't made, like, their game output has been pretty low. Um, they have 72 employees, which is way too many. And their mm. games are things like uh, Icy Ropes and Fishy Bits <laughs> and Bouncy Ropes and Fishy Bits 2. <laughs> oh, my. And he's gone from, like, have we gone from these AAA games to making icy ropes and fishy bits and fishy bits? But too. dude, those aren't those some of the the best games, which is like Candy Crush and just basic shit where you just try to flick a chicken into a bin. Yeah, but those isn't that what most apps, people like? Those apps aren't. Um, they don't. They don't need an investor center because, like, like, you know, the Flappy Bird guy. It was made by one dude. Um, he put it up on uh, the the Google Store and the Apple Store. And uh, I think he's making $50,000 a day in ad revenue um, at its peak. And it became so intense that he took it down. It, he, he said it wasn't worth the 50. It was like from Venezuela or something. So it was yeah. just like hand over fist rich. Uh, he said it wasn't worth the amount of hate that he was getting and like the people who were being weird online and messaging him. And he took it down after he got his fill. Like he made a mill and was like, all right, fuck this. Mate, that I love the story where you keep your ego in check and you know when to, uh, you know, what Kenny, Kenny Rogers, you know when to hold him, know when to fold him. <laughs> like it's so yeah. rare that someone rides off into the sunset. Do you know Tinkler? Another, but you know the thing that they haven't got yet is in, in-game gambling because they got in-game purchasing. But it should be, do you know what I mean? Like each, you're incentivized. It should be like a, I want an immersive poking machine where you sort of, you're on your phone, but it's not just poker. It's not chess. It's an actual like candy crush, but there's monetary gain or loss in it. Yeah. Do they have that? They have, for kids? They have the, um, <laughs> uh, well, for kids, they, they have loot boxes. And this has been a big, uh, big scandal. I know that they uh, have made, I, I don't know, they've, they've got all this legislation in the EU about these loot boxes because it is effectively gambling, right? Like you pay for a, this microtransaction, but you're not paying for a specific thing. You're paying for like a chest that opens up and you don't know what you're going to get. And there's like a point triple o two percent chance that you're gonna get some fucking rare sword or something and these- you either get like a, it's like pokemon all of yeah. them have that payoff because you know you know ray badrin's brother set up right. a bank a yeah, bank what about for kids ray? A what for no, he set up a bank for kids yeah and he was pitching it to me in melbourne i was like yeah it's fucking dolomites right they've had it they've had it before it's dolomites online <laughs> dolomites but um he's made a fuck ton I think he sold it to Westpac or one of the big banks. Well, what's this bank for kids? What does it do? It's um, an app 
that effectively gives them a bank, a budgeting, saving, but it's all online. Like Commonwealth Bank, none of them woke up. They, you know, they used to come down, give you a pencil case at school, get you hooked for life. I, I for a while... In my 20s, had a teen scheme card, and they're like, you've got to change this. I love it. I want the teen scheme. Yeah, like, but there's goes, no fees. Awful fees. But I love the thought of, like, when you were at work paying for shit, and it, had, it was like a – it looked like a frog with teen scheme. <laughs> You're like a child. Yeah. I'll get this, girls. I'll get this. Oh, he's a high roller. Rather, it's like the reverse of, like, the MasterCard. What, what's that? The Amex black card? Yeah, yeah, You pull yeah. out, like, a kid's <laughs> pencil case that scans. <laughs> yeah. It's a teddy bear that scans. I love and that, you purchase, man. You purchase cocktails for girls. I love the idea of you being in a meeting with clients or uh, other people at whatever fucking uh, accounting firm you're at. You're at lunch and everyone's throwing down platinums and you throw down a fucking Ninja Turtles credit card. <laughs> Dude, that is so good. Because you know what? You've never... Like, you I don't get double rewards points on ice cream. You don't see <laughs> Let it. me pay for the ice creams. <laughs> you don't see it a lot at restaurants where you pay with coins. Like, that's the dream. You take a girl on a date and then you count you out coins sack. from a piggy bank. And she goes, oh, she goes, you go, I'll get this. And then she eventually goes, like, because you're 100 coins in, oh, fuck it off. Just give it to me. I'll, I'll fucking pay. pay. I'll do it myself. <laughs> Dude, the number of guys that do the fake w- wallet lost, do you know what they tap? Tap. If it's not going well, oh, oh yeah, you wouldn't guess, dude. That's a good way to get out of a date that you're not liking. Is you, uh, you do, you do the the pattern. You, oh, I left my wallet in the car, and then you just split. You're out. You of drive it. off, man. You know what the best is? You tap for your wallet, and then later on in the night, you pay for the parking accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I found <laughs> you, it. You, you end up, you end up, you have to get cigarettes, and you're like, you come back with a pack, and she, you're like, oh shit, man, I didn't that's, fucking, up. I didn't plan ahead. That's a move, though. I, I think bringing a piggy bank along, and she goes, is, when she goes, is this your piggy bank? You go, oh no, no, no. And she's like, okay. And you go, yeah, no, that's my kids. Don't worry. <laughs> oh mate, we had a we had a mate that did that, and he left the girl at the restaurant. I think I've done this on the pod <laughs> at, at the restaurant, at, but then he he was poor, caught the bus home, but the bus went past the restaurant, so he had to slide down in the seat because she was looking out, like wondering where. Yeah, I wonder how long he's in the toilet, and then he had to slowly slide down in the seat. See, I would have loved it if she uh, looked out and saw him in a bus. <laughs> have you dipped out on a date successfully before? I don't know that I have. Me? Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever um, bailed like that. I've cut him short. I don't think I'd ever do it, man, because I love I love the story. Yeah. Yeah. I want to drive it into the bottom of the ground. I like to see how bad it can go, even if it's awful. <laughs> it's like, I'm loving it. Do you know, it's like watching a car crash. I'm like, let's fucking drive this down. I want, I want something, you know, I want it to be bad. I've endured so many shit um, dates. Oh, dude, the worst thing I ever had was... Um, I hooked up with a girl in uh, Greek islands mm-hmm. and she was... Uh, you love to travel, don't you, mate? You love a good fucking travel mate, story. well, you know what? I've, I've got my passport stamped to the bits, man. It's fuck. Have you been to Hong Kong? Mate, I... Um, yeah, dude, it's sometimes... You know mate, they've got a great hike there. <laughs> what's that game called? World or is it called... Google uh, Maps? World? War. Are you thinking of Google Maps? Risk. Are you thinking of Risk? Risk. Yeah, Risk. But I mean, anyway, dude, there was a girl. Can I just get some appreciation for my fucking interpretation of what's going on in your head? You're like, what's that game? World? I'm like, I think it's Risk. Risk I think it means Risk. (laughs) Dude, but there was a girl and she had a title. 
She was like a ma- what? What are they called? Like in the UK, like she had a title. She was from royal stock. Like she was like a lady. Yeah, yeah it's it is a title. Lady Beatrice. What are they called in Greece? What's a title in Greece? No, she was from England, <laughs> but I hooked up with her, oh, okay. and then it was one of the worst because it's a it's on EOS. So it's just a free for all. Yeah, and because um I was making out like we had this thing in these hammocks looking. We, we went out together. But then she was like, oh, dude, I've just got to go to the bathroom. Can you hold my purse? And by the time she came back, I was holding her purse, making out with someone else. Oh my and she snatched it off me. And she snatched it. I'm like, dude, it's fucking EOS. Get on board. This is the way we go. I'm like, there was a window. You're like, I'm not fucking waiting around. This is a party. It's a party island. Today I got bored. I'm, I've had like 19 uh, Red Bull vodkas. What do you think was going to happen? I don't know where I was. I could have been kissing the bouncer. You can't expect patience like that. When the fish are biting, you got to get your rod in the water. I'm trying to think of what a good Greek title would be. And so far all I've come up with is like Suzuki or Homus. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, um, (laughs) What's a funding hole? What's that shit about their economics? She was extra virgin. She was extra virgin of the the island. Yeah, what what happened with Greece? The whole economy fell apart. There's something Yeah, they went bankrupt. Yeah. I don't know if that's a good title, Riff. <laughs> I don't think we're going to find anything she's, in she's, those depths. They're called a creditor or a debtor. A creditor. <laughs> creditor 1144. Dear Diary, day 833. The experiment continues, and I do not seem to be able to disprove my original hypothesis. Despite changing every variable, attempting alternative conditions, scientific methods, and numerous parameters... I'm starting to think that there may be no other explanation and that girls are dumb. I had uh, had one one time, I went on this date with this Brazilian girl. Um, uh, This is when I still had the sausage dogs. Oh, mate, were you you travelling or she she was probably travelling into Brisbane, hey? I'm not, I actually didn't ask. (laughs) That's probably why I didn't go. (laughs) It wasn't on your Hong Kong trip? No, it wasn't a Hong Kong. Uh, Remember that trip, man? Fuck, you've you've seen a lot. Can I just just point out, by the way, I'm I'm travelling now. I'm still travelling. I'm travelling in my mind, mate. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm not from here. I'm travelling. I'm fucking, I'm, I'm here, you know. I'm, I'm out of the country. I'm out of Christchurch, mate. We're on the road. Mate, you know, I couldn't even <laughs> tell you were Kiwi. I just thought you had a, you were well spoken. I was uh, uh, listening back to something while editing and I realised that there were these very, these very these small moments where you can tell that you're South African. Like there'll be little tiny things that you say where you go, oh, there it is. There's the Saffa. You can hear it. Like it, it's- it might have been, you know, when I uh, last step and said night people, that, that <laughs> might have been a big giveaway. <laughs> but that was tongue in cheek. Yeah, dude. Well, we're doing that ironically. It's very important. Well, you know what? But though I thought was funny is that night people, we both laughed at quite, quite a lot. Uh, Homer Johnson, that you were very iffy I hated on. that. I got a lot of positive feedback on that, and no Dude, one said anything. Dude, there's nothing to it. People. There's just nothing the, to how it. Dare, no, you're not willing to explore the character of Homer Johnson. That's the problem. I, I need a... I he's, don't know. Like, he's not fleshed out. This is the start of a riff, and you've we've hit it, and you've put up a roadblock for no reason. Mate, I don't know. There was something smelly about the whole thing. Like, I didn't want to drill yeah, into well, it. I don't know why you were okay. You weren't okay with Homo Johnson, but then you were fine to say night people three minutes later. Because it's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad that it's, it's, it shouldn't be that. And it's an original word. No, I've never heard not. anyone use it. No way. That's not, that's not original. Mine was way more original. Have you ever heard someone call her? 
I've I've heard I've heard someone say night people before as a as oh a well fucking get, delete this delete the whole I thought I'd come up I thought it was just about like riffing and trying to do you know like come up with something original I didn't know <laughs> that's why I didn't like the homo because it's like no, but that was more, way more original than yours I've never heard that idea homo such it's been used too much no 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 not the no I'm saying that the idea of there being a blues player this uh, this ironic uh, critique of the of the 1940s and the values of yesteryear way more original than you just <laughs> making up a racial epithet well to be honest do you know what um we said there was no feedback on it, but the the, the listener numbers dropped away right <laughs> after this. Do you know what I mean? Like they're halved. So it did have it. It did. We did pay the price, and this is why we can't do these live streams. We edit this out. We edit this out. We're like, oh, Gillard, how good was that when she did that speech? <laughs> Fuck, it's good. Give it to the man. Give it. Give it to Abbott. You pig. You pig. We are powerful. And we will rise. Okay, sorry. I'm just trying to be pro whatever. Yeah, pro whatever you're pro. Dude, you know what I like is I realise mm. all the good comics, like a Tim Dillon, they play both sides. Yeah. They're not on either side. Well, I think we've do, we do a good job of that. I think in that very same episode. Well, you just jump yeah. between the two because, like, it's it's what um Carlin said. He said he's not on any side. He just watches with popcorn and laughs, <laughs> at everything. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't really care about the outcome. It's just everything's amusing. And then someone gets riled up and go Trump vote at Trump, and he just he'll go on either side just depending on what takes his fancy to annoy people, and that's what I reckon the best spot is. That's exactly what you should be doing. Otherwise, you end up like a like a Bill Maher type, you know, where you're kind of backed into a corner. Like what has what has Bill Maher got now? His whole thing is that he was hosting that political show, and then there's no stand up comes out because you've you've boxed yourself in. Man, it's like that uh, the last Jim Jeffries thing that was on Netflix. He comes out in the first five minutes. He's like, we're going to talk about Trump. We're going to talk about drugs. We're going to talk about guns. We're going to talk about this. And I'm like, well, you, I, you're not going to have... And we're going to talk about Bill Cosby. That's right. It was Bill Cosby was in there because that was a fucking big one. And I was like, oh, yeah. what original takes are you going to have on this, Jim? And guess what? No original takes. He just fucking preached to the choir for 90 minutes and then it was the end. Yeah, uh, yeah. Not that I made it that far through. But it's like, that's not subversive. Like, what... Why would you set it up like that? Why wouldn't you go in and be like, hey, Bill Cosby, I think, probably all right, actually, and here's my dissertation on why, and you win them over. That is the ultimate flip because, like, you have Hannah Gatsby. She does Nanette, and then the next one, her all audience comes out and go, oh, more of the same. I want a scoop of that sorbet. Do you know that vegan sorbet? And then she just fucking cuts sick and goes, I'm not real. I say anything for fucking entertainment. And just flips, flips the whole story and, and crushes. The ultimate and then they realize, pullback and reveal. Because it's what I said all the time, man. I listen to Chappelle and Stanhope and often I laugh. And then I'm, I'll tell, I used to tell my ex the bit. And as I was saying, saying it, I was like, she was like, well, that's disgusting. And I'm like, oh, it is. I don't agree with any of this. He just hypnotised me. I'm like, yeah. I don't agree with any of these ideas. That's disgusting. It's misogynistic. <laughs> it's fucking vile. I don't even agree with the idea. But for a while he had me enchanted. Just, do you know what I mean? And this is why all the open micers bomb. Because they get enchanted by the, 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 the craftsmanship of the comedian but that's the craft. Like the, the idea, they can't sell it. No. Do you know? Because Louis, they, they can sell anything to you. Yeah, because Louis spent 15 years perfecting that sort of like, uh, here's a rape joke. And then the, oh, 
I'm sorry. Look, you know, so it didn't come across as a Yeah, like he wants to bash his kids. Yeah. You're like, you know what we all do? <laughs> and, then a, and then a fresh face open mic, he gets up there and they're like, oh, rope, run! <laughs> Starts screaming into a microphone. They do more like, it's Christmas morning and then I bash them, whereas he does... I was trying to get load them in the car. They don't shut up. It's bit me. And you're like, sometimes I want to reverse over. It. You know, like you set <laughs> yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. they're, they're, they're the villain. But uh, uh, an open mic, it just goes in and goes, Christmas morning, kick your son in the head near the Christmas tree. <laughs> yeah. Because he's a little prick. <laughs> you're like, oh, fuck. It's, you're trying to get somebody to accept what is essentially a box of shit and uh, you don't have any wrapping paper. You know what I mean? Yeah, you yeah, can yeah. smell it. It's disgusting. And someone else, they've got it, they've got it all Tupperwareed up. You've got no idea what's inside. It's a beautiful bow. You think, oh, take this home. You're like, don't open it now. Take it home with you and open it later with your family. And you go, oh, maybe I will. And then you take it home and it blows up and kills everyone. That's but I must doing. say, having, having watched a lot of comedy, they are my favourite comics. Because one of the best clips I've seen is... Is a guy just parodying. Yeah, man, I know who you love. Louis C.K., no, Chris D'Elia, no, Bill no, Cosby. My favourite is Dane, uh, the, this guy that rips off and does like all the mannerisms of D'Elia and Dane Cook. He's mm. like, yo. Ah, and it's, it's like a video called The Cool Comic. And he just does all the flicks. He's saying nothing. It's hilarious. <laughs> do you remember that? Like, ah, and I, I can't do it justice. On a pod or on a live stream, but like you get the idea. There was just one, think of funny. There was one that I saw. It was a. It was like a fake special, and uh, I think like Kamal Nanjiani and like all these other comics. You see him in the audience shots, and it's this guy doing the most hackiest hack of all time comedy special. But the reaction to it is like he's a genius, and it's so funny. It's so subversive. I'm wondering if that's the same guy. I did a little bit of research and remembered that the special was Dan Klein's "This Is Comedy," which you can find on YouTube. It's very good. Heggy was working on that for a while. He was going to make a hack hour, and he, oh, he was he had his phone. I don't know what happened to it because I remember um, who's smoking tonight. Who's drinking tonight? You've been a great crowd. He's going to do every fucking <laughs> reference. Yeah. Give it up if you're drinking tonight. Oh, first date. Or, you know what I mean? Like yeah. All this shit. You make it through a whole 10-minute set without saying anything of substance. Who's having the wacky tobacco? Or oh, moving in. We've got them. We've got them. <laughs> <laughs> do you know the, all the reference? 4.20. What time is it? 4.20. <laughs> Wacky tobacco. That man, that's always a great one. Is uh, there's police waiting for you outside? Uh, so I, I love that move. They when I said it, I realised like it is people's current bit. That's the, <laughs> that's why he couldn't do it because uh, you'd come in and you go like, "Who's drinking tonight?" And then, but uh, it would look like you're copying the MC. They'd be like, "What the fuck?" People would accuse you of stealing, but you're like, "No, I found all these in a joke book in the back of a closet somewhere." Dude, you know what the dream is? Is if you if you were that guy, you could just destroy everyone else because you come out, you do super, you do all their techniques, mm. and then everyone that follows you is just bombing because they go like, "Oh, I see, I see what they're doing." Do you know what I mean? If Heggy went out and sort of deconstructed comedy in a simple way, and then suddenly you're coming out and going, "My mum was in the car, but he had been doing twenty of them. Mum was in the boot. Mum was in the thing. There was an elephant. There was actually a carrot." There was actually a great granny on a fucking sled. And then I got off the bus. That's my favourite one. Dude, I've never heard anyone and then I woke up 
like you do as a kid. Do you know when you tell a story and then I woke up and it was all a dream? Like, well, that's what that. the bus one is. You know, it's like a joke about having a wank and then people are like, oh, and then you go, and then I got off the bus and they're like, oh, oh you was yeah. on the bus the whole bloody time. Dude, and then they said, mate, you're going to have to leave Coles. Yes, exactly. Yes. It's effectively that meme that this, uh, the sir, this is a Wendy's meme. Mate, this is a fitness first. You're going to have to stop. And you're like, and then they go, and like, the kicker. Oh, shit, buy him a drink. I'm going to buy some merch of this boy. He's gonna. <laughs> but, dude, you know what the thing is? You mock it, but you need it. Because it's uh, like the sugar side-eyed, like mm. sh- sugar arsenic. Like, if you want to say something like night people, you better have <laughs> some fucking Coles pullbacks to build them up. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? You gotta Otherwise, you're it. heading home in a body bag, man. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think? <laughs> yeah, you can't do that out of the gate. you got to sweeten the pot. You've got to do like, and it was my mum in there, and then you're like... I used to do it at uh, Starbucks where I would I had um, the super the super bit, which was... At um, where, Sorry. Star Bar, which was Dante ran it. But oh, Star Bar. Dude, it was an open mic and I would get a roll on and then I tried to create the super joke, which was racist, homophobic, sexist. <laughs> it was everything combined into yeah. two, two lines. So I'd get them on a run on. Embarrassing bodies and you watched it. And then I said something about... But then I would, I would drop this in yeah. and you get, a, you get a clap on it and then deathly silence and then you bomb straight after. But you got one laugh. Over and it was one of the most heinous things I've ever said. I can't even say it on the what, pod. What was it? What was the joke? Dude, Come I on. can't say it. Come on. It was fucking horrific. But the thing was, I was like, I was testing if there were Pavlovi. What, wait, wait, why was it horrific? What did you what did you use? What what did you say in there? I tried to get what I did is I thought, what would be the worst joke you could ever write? Yeah. I wrote that. And then I said, let me just slot it in randomly into sets for but was fun. There a, like, was there a particular, like, did you use a slur in this joke? Did you say? It had, it had virtually everything in there and it was purely done for my own amusement. They're really happy. <laughs> they're having a great night. And then just uh, dickhead grabs the handbrake, skids it, it explodes in flames. And then you continue <laughs> on normal. Like, uh, then you would continue to set back to embarrassing bodies, yeah. normal sort of things. Mum was in coals and you just leave them wondering, what the fuck <laughs> happened? It's like Tourette's. He yelled that. Did he? Did he yell that? Why? Why? Did you use a slur for every group? Is that why you can't repeat it? I the joke combined every, every atrocity that you could. So it was a bit of the aristocrats kind of thing. No, dude, I don't want to say it because I don't want to get banned. I'm not saying you should say it. I'm just saying it was kind of like an aristocrats that you were you were doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but it actually had a purpose, man, for me. But I, I had oh, to stop it because... Um, what was the deeper meaning, Wolfie? What were you trying to convey to the audience? I was trying to let them know that they were Pavlovian and they were laughing out of reflex rather than actually rhythm. engaged. Yeah, so yeah. I wanted to jar them into the idea that they realised, oh, oh... I wasn't listening anymore. I just, I'm, un, I'm just in a spell. Do you know? Like, I, I need to use, uh, like, I shouldn't just be led by someone. There was a big meaning, man. And, you know, it turned a lot of people's lives around. A lot of them found Jesus yeah. after that. I'm sure. One guy set up, uh, I think it was a boost juice in the end. He made a lot of money. <laughs> it turned him around. Do you know, I got a guy off drugs from that. He was jarred out and goes like, I shouldn't succumb to peer pressure. And he, he quit meth. Uh, he's on methadone program and, you know, he's turned it around. And 
he found God. So it had, it had its upsides. Do you know, comedy can change lives. Well, that's justification enough for you to repeat the joke, I think. Dude, it is like the early amp, like it's like doing the Kramer ramp and, uh, rant, and we do it a lot. We <laughs> pretend it's ironic, but it's actually horrific. Because we're white and privileged and we just play around well, in the no. traffic. Ours is irony, and we think it's mate. amusing, you, but it's you, actually despicable, dude. You're African. It's very important that we point out that you're African. No, and but I'm dude, not it's despicable country. because we don't really know the pain. So mm. we just go in there mm-hmm. and we're like, woo. <laughs> but it's actually not nice. Like, just yeah. don't do ironic racism. <laughs> don't even do this stuff. <laughs> I don't think you should be undermining the podcast um, in such a like. This is a this is a big problem, you know. What do you mean? The podcast sucks. You saying this is very yeah, I know, but you're undermining the the very essence of what we've been doing for for a number of hours in the seventies. I think. What's this? Yeah, man, ours, our pod would have crushed in the 70s, eh? We've been like, so hot out no. in Australia. Uh, no, I mean, we've done 70 hours of podcasting, and now you're undermining everything by saying that it's not ironic, when it clearly is ironic. Dude, I was saying, I'm just playing the <laughs> Nanette versus oh Bloody Wilson. Flip, flip, flop, flip, flop, flop. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Sides. You just move between both sides because it's fun. Because you just got to constantly uh, step on your dance partner's toes to mm. keep them awake, or you know, wrong foot them, yeah, trip them up. It's really that, that, that that's one of the biggest problems in a relationship because you get to know them, they get to know you, and then you expect them to stay like that. But if you keep jarring it, and they're like, "Where are you going tonight?" and you're yeah. like, "Out for a fucking punt," and they're like, "You don't gamble," <laughs> and then it's like, "What are you doing now?" I'm chess. I watch fucking Queen's Gamut. I'm doing chess now. I'm a fisherman. <laughs> then you're abusive one night. Then you're funny. You know, then you're, you're sad. You're sad for a year. They go, oh, he's really, he's doing poetry. He cries a lot. Then the next year, you're a fucking loudmouth yelling, going, snag ass. You got your dick out of barbecue. <laughs> then you're a businessman for six months. Yeah. You got a, you know, you go from long hair to short back and sides. You're like, I'm going to get, I'm going to become a GP. It's about a three week course, man. You just hand out tissues. To fucking toddlers. <laughs> That's your job. A box. A GP could just be a box of tissues, man. That's all they do. <laughs> yeah, and a little uh, a little computer where you, you put in a couple of the symptoms and it tells you who... You Dude, they don't even need to. Yeah, no, but it tells you who you need to go and really see. You go in with a sniffer where you get a tissue... And they, it should be, it should just be the receptionist, man. The GP, a GP shouldn't have a receptionist. A GP should be at the receptionist desk at a larger clinic or a hospital. And, and you come in and you go, oh, I've got shooting pains. And they go, okay, I don't know what that means, but probably go to the left corridor. Oh, like, a cho- like a choose your own adventure and they start you off, you know? Dude, because well, that's what they all do because they end up sending you for blood work and they test everything. Um, imagine being on a flight and you, you go down and they go, anyone know a doctor, a doctor? And he's like, I'm a GP. And you just be like, Sit oh, the fuck, fuck down. <laughs> Fucking shut up and watch the end of your movie, you dumb fuck. <laughs> Fucking hell. Fucking Google it. I'll go, get me on the net on this fucking little screen in the front of the seat. We don't need this fucking tissue, tissue peddling dickhead. You couldn't be a GP on a flight, man, because you wouldn't have the, uh, 
you wouldn't have reception enough to uh, to be able to make an accurate diagnosis. You'd be like, look, he's either having a heart attack or he's got lymphoma. It's very difficult yeah, for me to tell. They'll go, look, I'm going to give you a letter and refer you to someone down on the gro- the lab. I'm going to refer you. I'm going to refer you to row 33 CD. <laughs> I think he might be able to help you out. Oh, oh man. I also, I don't trust the blood work thing. Like, how much can you really tell from someone's blood? Every Every time I've had any problem, they're like, oh, we'll do some blood work. I'm like, I've got a shooting pain in what I think might be my appendix. And they go, blood work will tell us more. I'm like, how do you, what's in this fucking blood work, man? They're like, well. Mate, imagine, imagine if you're on a flight and you, 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 would you ever like claim to be a GP? On a flight in an emergency. And then you lose them. And then people say, why'd you do that? And you go. I just yeah, wanted, to I be a he- I wanted to be a hero once in my life. And they're like, you fucking idiot. You're in real estate. And you're like, I just wanted to have, I wanted to have fucking done something in my life. I want to be a hero. And people are going, get me more water, tissues. And they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, shove the tissues into the mouth. Stop the foaming. Stop the foaming. Hold his nose closed. He's trying to spit him out. And they go, get me a Pepsi. What for? That's for me. Hydrate. I got to get my brain clear. <laughs> Having a crack. And then they're like, Dude, he had an epileptic fit, but you fucking, you, you put him near furniture, killed himself, and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, you know, I'd, I, you know, I'd watched a lot of House on TV. I don't know. I wanted to be a hero. Yeah, someone get me a pencil. You're doing a tracheotomy. You kill the guy, and they go, why'd you do it? And you go, I just wanted to, I just wanted to feel someone leave in my hands once. Dude, that would be good. And they go, you're at the beach. Someone's down. Anyone know a doctor? And you're like. I'm one, and then you just run off and get in your car and drive off. <laughs> They're like, Doctor, what? Oh, I'm sorry. So I thought you said locksmith. I was confused about why you wanted me up the front too. This guy's in trouble. <laughs> I thought you said locksmith. I've been trying to like uh, uh, jam open the lock. <laughs> I'd love it if a, a bipolar guy with mania is trying to resuscitate someone and they go like, you block Airway, you killed her, you idiot. Dude, the same guy, man. The NBA goes, like, I'm gonna be bigger than Jordan. But you'd be scared as an air hostess, man, because you couldn't help much. Do you know? Because they, they do that sort of first aid and then they would just, um, they'd hear the ding and just bring some peanuts and a blanket. Like, they don't know what they're doing. It is funny that, um, uh, like the whole, the whole job of, a, of an air steward. Is to is to make you feel calm and make you feel relaxed. But if as soon as the engines go, they're not going to be. They're going. Like, oh, it's all right, everyone. They're going to get fuck, fuck, screaming. I would do that every takeoff. Look, panic. I'd be like this, panicking, and going like this, and then I'd get the sick bag out ooh, 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 as you take, and just go like fuck. It's a rush, and go. You've got to stop that, Jerry. <laughs> you, know, you know what's better? You know what's better? I would. Uh, I'd love to be an air steward, and I'd come out from behind the curtains uh, at the start of the safety announcement. I'm wearing a parachute. <laughs> oh, that'd be so good. People go, "What's that?" And I go, "Oh, don't don't worry about it. It's just." It's, it's it's like Byron Bay skydiving on the back of your bag. Why does it say that? I actually did that when I was eighteen, and I went to the UK, and I, I went to South Africa, and I hadn't seen my family before. And oh, on Andrew, the flight, Andrew, you're back, you're back home. On my flight, I had been stealing all the little drink bottles, stealing everything because I was young and an idiot. Mm-hmm, and yep. I go, guys, I got a bigger surprise. And then I put on the life jacket and inflated it. <laughs> did you really? And I thought, I thought everyone would love me, and they're like. 
you, f- you little fucking asshole. Because they're imagining like when the plane goes down, someone would be reaching you and, mine's not here, mine's not here. I, I stole the life jacket. I did it with my aunt, my grandpa, and they were fucking angry with me. I was like, check this. Jumped in the pool, oh inflated it. And um, it was not well received, dude. They were like, that, someone could die. Someone could die. I'm like, they'll check it. They'll check it. It's going to be good. But you've been drinking mini bar spirits. You thought it was funny. You've had about 19 of those. You've stolen. I stole plates. I stole fucking the knives and forks. Just everything. I was just pushing into my bag. Blankets. Do you know when you're like um, a kid, everything's funny? So yes. I just filled my bag up with everything, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Trying to take the tray off. Not like now, where you, where you would never repeat such reprehensible behaviour. I never did it, dude. I just liked <laughs> the thought of um, <laughs> taking everything, like blankets, <laughs> trays. <laughs> Walking around after a long-haul flight and collecting everyone's blankets and taking them with you. <laughs> Mate, imagine when they come and go like, Oh, some fuckhead stolen the tray. Like the, the pull-down tray is unscrewed. <laughs> You've taken the whole trolley out. You've got the Melbourne Comedy Festival shirt on. It says staff at the back and you're walking out with the full trolley. And dickhead's taken that three-resolution TV. He unscrewed it during the flight. The fucking <laughs> that, asshole. You see that guy? Did you see, see that guy with the life jacket inflated? He stole 120 Cokes. <laughs> he stole a Coke. Dude, you know what's funny? He a jack onto the plane. He's taken some of the seats. Dude, my, that's my favourite. Prank that I've seen in the UK where they upload and go, just got sold a TV, do you know, by some gypsy, and they go, here it is, and they turn it on, and it's McDonald's menu. <laughs> it's a screen from a restaurant. And they go, like, think I got ripped off. And it's like Wendy's restaurant. <laughs> you know, welcome to Wendy's. They just fucking stole it. There was an uh, air steward years Years ago, uh, who took copped a massive, massive fine. I, I think it was fifteen thousand um, dollars. He did one of those "I'm quitting my job" and public things, but he did it mm. over the uh, over the little attention ladies and gentlemen speaker, uh, and yep. he said, "I'm I'm quitting. I hate this job." And then he walked over to the emergency exit and pulled it, and the big inflatable slide erupts from the side, and he slides down it, and then basically straight into the arms of police officers who had come running out onto the street. Oh, what a legend. So they were still on ground? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like, Oh, this wasn't mid-flight that he had decided to take a dive. Take this yeah. as my notice? Yeah. This was, uh, this was on, the, on the strip. I'm surprised more people haven't opened that door because when I was about 18, 19 on that flight, I thought, oh... Maybe I just have a little peek out, get some air. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, well, you've, there's no one around. You're, you're, think, you're sitting there thinking, well, I've already got the life jacket on. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? I'm prepared. The, the air hostesses were like away and you're like, do you know what the best thing is? You can unlock that toilet by, you You, you know, if you lift the metal flat underneath, that's where the light yeah, latches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you know that? So if it's green or red, the thing underneath hinges up and you can unlock it and then walk off and the door, the door swings over. Anyway. <laughs> Have you done that move before? Well, if, if you do it without people knowing, then the next person like sees it's green and opens it. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then they'd see like an old woman taking a shit going, fuck off. And then they, you see them on the flight pointing that guy. It was that Indian guy down the back. He's, he's fucking coming. <laughs> he's coming to the bathroom. Why did I pick race? Why did I pick hey, a race? Always do that, don't you? Delete now, that. Delete see, that. If this wasn't, if this wasn't uh, live, I mean, when it's not live, I'm going to go back through. I'm going to have to pull that one out, and it's going to say, and there's some guy out the back. It'll sound a little jilted. It'll sound a little funny. 
私は自殺したい yeah, man, I don't know her. So this Brazilian girl, right? I rock up to this oh, date. Oh, why'd she have to be Brazilian, dude? <laughs> I don't know. I was not happy about it either, to be honest with you. Dude, don't say it. There's no need to mention that. <laughs> well, no, there is, because I get there. I thought we had a pretty nice date. I brought the sausage dogs, two of them, very cute. Um, oh, that sucks. Straight away. Trying to show your family. I'm like, it's a fucking animal. Get the fuck. Bring it to a restaurant. Well, I I'd be angry. It was, no, it was, this was like a lunch date thing with a walk attached, you know? It wasn't I hate like, when they expect you. It's like uh, on date one and you're a single mum and you bring your kid. I'm like, get <laughs> the God. fuck out. No, that's very different. You wear a low cut top and mm. you mention that kid six months in when we're in Bali. Where I've had a few beers. And I'm like, ah, it's all right. Yeah, it's all right. Let me, let me grab. Let me grab. Well, as I'm telling this story, I realized that I did make a, I did make a couple of mistakes. But um, uh, I, th- I think this Sausage is... dogs, dude. No, that was good. That was good. I don't know why you've latched onto this because this is what she latched onto. But it's kind of... This is kind of Someone this... else's dog is like smoker's breath. You're like, oh, they're beautiful. I'm like, it's a ginger-haired no, stepkid. No, these dude. are adorable sausage dogs that people will would stop me on the street and hound me to touch them briefly for a brief moment so they could glimpse happiness. What it's are the dog's name, man? you got to call one of them Ikea. No, one of them was called Sausage Dog Doctor, Sausage Dog the Dog, and the other one was called Tiny Dog the Dog. Oh, that's good, dude. Thank I you. like that or like proper names. Like, um, like David. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, Gerald. <laughs> Gerald or like, that's cool. <laughs> well, Sausage Dog the Dog and Tiny Dog the Dog were very good. Anyway, uh, this is a nice lunch date. Um, I, there are a couple of gaffes where I complained uh, not about Brazilians as a race, but their tendency to uh, suck the humour out of life, I suppose. Holy shit. Well, um, this is, like I said, on reflection, maybe a couple of mistakes were made. I, I said to her that I'd been chatting to uh, this Brazilian girl one time. How'd you start it? Did you go, you people? No, I didn't say you people. <laughs> uh, but I could have. Oh, that's that's. I'm, I feel regret now that I didn't start with you people. You know what I find with you people? <laughs> like, I don't know why the date went bad. The dogs are up on uh, up on her plate, licking her fucking cabanara. And you're like, you know what I hate? You know what I find with you people? You're cheap and you're boring. It was it was okay. it was um it was not that far away though because I said oh I found with Brazilians <laughs> the sense of hearing is very different. Oh. and she said why and I said that I was talking to this girl on Tinder one time and she said she was Brazilian I said what did you miss more the motorcycle robberies or the cheap cocaine and oh. yeah and then this girl said that Brazil was more than motorcycle robberies uh, and cheap cocaine. Dude they get upset about it. this sounds a lot like Homer Johnson <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I said uh, I know that Brazil's more than motorcycle robberies Oh you also like to dance and get hot and heavy rubbing each no, other. No that's not what I said. I said you guys are also in the midst of a crippling economic crisis, so you've got that going for you as well. And then the girl I was on the date currently with said, motorcycle robberies happen everywhere. And I was like, no, they don't. What, do you, what the fuck are you talking about? And she was like, what do you mean? I say, motorcycle robberies don't happen here. And she, was, she couldn't believe it. She was very confused. Dude, of course she didn't like you because you went in and you thought she ate a lot of meat, danced roughly and ground up next to you and was a peasant. 
that lived on one of the, the hilltop areas where they were controlled by gangs. And you're like, we're definitely going to have sex because you're a peasant, right? You're a street woman. Like, well, you're, your stereotypes. Out? You're coked up. You've been living around thieves. So you live in the ghetto. You like to dance roughly grinding up against me. And you're like, I don't know what was wrong There's about no that. There's no ghetto in Brazil. It's all ghetto. There's no, there's no ghetto. Dude, you can there's be robbed. such rich people you in Brazil. You can be robbed on a motorcycle anywhere in Brazil. I know nothing about the country, but I'm certain of that. Brazil has the biggest population of Japanese outside of Japan. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting, that's a great tidbit. No, but I'm saying try put that into your fucking racial stereotype. <laughs> can you imagine a Japanese man near that fucking big <laughs> st- Jesus thing, the, the statue? Because <laughs> they would be yeah. there. I'm like, if you, if you start broadening your horizons, mm. you get away from your sausage dogs no. and go and explore the world once in a while. Interesting, Wolfie, that you say Japanese person and foreign country and you're immediately jump, jumping to tourist destinations. I wonder, why, I wonder what that says about you and your, your Mate, uh, biases. Maybe if you've done more trips than just fucking one two-week holiday to Hong Kong, you <laughs> a little bit more culturally aware. I'll tell you, it was a whole month. Anyway, um, yeah. so I uh, – look, the, the lunch bit went for about 40 minutes, okay? Yep. Uh, and despite how this has come – That's a bad lunch, dude. That's a bad lunch. I'm not, we didn't know. We did after the lunch. So we, we – 40 minutes of lunch, uh, and despite how it's come across here, the everything was quite well received, I thought. we went, And then we went on a walk for like an hour, right? And then uh, later I messaged her. It was, it was nice. Uh, later I messaged an her. An hour? How'd the sausage dog make it that far? You had to carry them for the last 30 minutes? They're, very, they're actually very energetic dogs, Wolfie, and they can walk for hours at a time. Um, they've just got small legs. That's the difference. Do, do they have knees? They don't seem to have knees. Hey? They're just the head bit. They're very flimsy. Like the legs feel like they could snap at any moment. They're kind of like chicken bones, like uh, at the end of the meal. Once you finish that hot chicken and you um, do that thing where you get the wishbone and you play it with yourself so you can finally have something good happen in your life. They would probably be faster if you just chopped off the legs and dragged them along. Um, I don't know, man. They could, like, they, they were very small and I reckon they could out, outrun you. Anyway, so you had your 40 minute day. It was, an hour, it was two hours. It went for two hours, right? Uh, she said that she had to go to. She said she had to go to work, and she worked in surfers, which is where we were. And later, I was like, "Yeah, no worries. I'll chat to you later." I messaged her later, and she, then she uh, she had the goal to complain about the date, and I was like, "What? What? What do you mean?" She's did, like, did, "What happens with the dogs? Did you pick up the shit?" With your own hand and put it in a bag? Yeah, and I mushed it into her face. <laughs> I said, go back to where you Dude, come you from. you know what you did? You didn't realise because you loved your dog so much, you would have picked up their shit, put it in a bag, and then put it in your own jean pocket. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah. not even thought anything wrong about it. I've just, I've tied it to my belt loop. <laughs> and then you'd have leaned in for a hug. She looks down and she notices that my belt loop has got little shit bags on every, every hook. <laughs> and I've been walking around jingling them. I'm sure the man bag, like you're wearing a little... <laughs> what are those it's called a tote. <laughs> you're wearing the bag with uh, little sausage treats for your sausage dogs. Yeah. <laughs> <It's fucking loser. laughs> what did she say? What was the feedback she, on the date? She said that uh, I was like, oh, I had a nice time. She said, really, it seemed like you just wanted to, t- to walk your dogs, which I thought was weird because, like I said, they're very cute. And I was like, okay, that's a bit strange. I'd love it if she had racially stereotyped you. I wish she All had. All you Aussies are loud, <laughs> obnoxious Well, that would have been wrong. I'm not even in Australia. Anyway, uh, yeah. so she, compl- she complained about me for a little bit. And so what I thought was a very funny move 
move is I uh, uh, I sent I created a Google form which was like a review of feedback. the yeah feedback form like a joke feedback form and sent it to her because I was hanging out with a, a couple of comic buddies. Did you review her? No, 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 no. It was for her to review me. So I sent her the oh, link. That's so good. Yeah, and so she filled it out, uh, and it was like I think the last question was like, would you consider a second date with Josh? Like it was it was all like like was Josh's appearance up to standard? Was Josh's small talk up to standard? Right, like to strongly agree, like strongly disagree kind of thing. Oh, that's so good. I thought it was really funny. It's like uh, the work of a psychopath, like American Psycho. And then so at the end, I sent it to her, and she sent back like, ha ha, do you actually want me to fill this in? I said, Were no. you watching her when she filled it in from the bushes? Like yeah. a fucking murderer? Just waiting, just waiting. <laughs> like a serial killer? You know, you, know else? you know what else she complained about? She said, you didn't even offer me a ride at the end of the date. And I was like, what? You told me you were working around the fucking corner from where we were. Where am I going to drive you to? Like yeah. take, lead you into the car park and then drive for five. This is a problem with Brazilians, right? They have unrealistic expectations. Dude, you know what the thing is I like is yeah. when people persist, where a date has these early, like a date has to be so incredible because, do you know, if you're already like a domestic couple mm. on date one, I see it all the time. People persist. I'm like, dude, it, it should be so perfect where you feel like you're on LSD or MDMA because mm. it's only going to get worse. Well, that's what I thought was strange. Your start point's that. Imagine if you had a second date and you're like, you're, you're really arguing. They're really saying, I told you, it's simple things. <laughs> it's simple things, Josh. Like, give me a fucking lift. You're having the fucking thought for me. How am I getting home, Josh? Save me a slice of that sausage from the bag. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, little things. You know, you're just fucking selfish now, Josh. And you know, like, it's date one. Little things, simple things like opening the door for me, not just for your dogs as they hop in and we drive off. <laughs> Do you, you got a mini car as well, hey? Yeah, I got a mini, you, sausage dogs. A mini, yep. everything small everything in small. your world, dude. Yep. It's like, a, it's a small world after all. You, that, just to it. feel bigger, you got. That's why you do it, because you're of your height? When I pull my underpants down as well, I have that song that plays. There's a little, like, a speaker in my underpants. And it I've realised you've world. created, like, a, a world to scale, so you don't worry about your height. Like, you've got a small car, small dogs. Eventually, my dream, right, is that I have, I've got the tiny house and all the furniture is just a little bit shorter, just for me. I lop off two inches. You're loading up your coal shopping into the beer fridge? Which is hard, because as I'm walking, <laughs> I'm going to keep my shoulders up so the bags don't drag on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> You're in a Wendy house with a fucking beer fridge trying to recreate with the, with the Qantas yeah, yeah. TV in there and you're like, I'm a big boy. Yeah. But you've, everything's mini. And I've got and I've, and I've set it up perfectly for live streaming and it all looks normal until I go to the fridge and I pull out what looks like an enormous can of Coca-Cola, but it's um, actually just a regular size can. People are like, what's the, the ones from the, the What's going on? We thought he was regular size, but look at that can. It, it says 355 mils, but it's bigger than his head. Mate, that is the move <laughs> if you were small of size. I don't know what they're allowed to be called. Little Garden people. gnomes is the correct term. I don't even think they like to be called little people anymore. They're, they're called gnomes. Oh, no, no, that's not right. <laughs> Bunnings Garden gnome. <laughs> but anyway, these Bunnings Garden gnome, like you just create a I micro world. small man. I go, oi, small man. Dude, you just create your own mini world. And you're going, I'm going to go get the train and it's sort of like one of those small ones that kids go on at a fair. You go to work on that. And it loops you around to the kitchen and then takes you back to the bedroom. That's it. You jump on the train, you go heading into work 
And then you go into Santa's little workshop and make your presents, whatever the fuck you do. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> to wrap <right>. presents. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got nimble fingers. You got to do something with them, don't you, mate? Woo! Stitching, stitching. <laughs> so I send, I send her this feedback form and go. She goes, "Do you really want me to fill it out?" I say, "You don't have to, but it would be very funny if you did." Um, and then she fills it out to her credit. The last question was like, "Would you consider another date with Josh?" And she said, "I would have if he didn't send me this form." And then, oh. yeah. And then I said, uh, "And I, uh, I, I said thanks for that." And she said, uh, "Is is going on date some kind of joke to you?" And uh, the last thing I ever said to her was, "No, but it is supposed to be fun," which I thought was pretty good. Oh, that's a good thing, man. You know what I would have done if you'd sent me that form? Yeah, I would have taken it to the police <laughs> and got a restraining order. And the right. next time you'd so. see that form it would have been two police officers knocking on your door and yeah. say, stay the fuck away from this girl holding it going is this you <laughs> i'd be like did you send her this form you need to stay 500 meters away from the next year you fucking serial killer you fucking freak you're a dangerous man and like take your little fucking dog and then you could slam your cubby house door <laughs> dude imagine you open the door and you and you're standing on her telephone book? I take my little stepladder up to the second story. Yeah, yeah, that's what I love. And they look at me through the doll's house and the little light clicks on and I get into bed, but I'm angry. <laughs> so I have an Dude, angry you're sleep. talking down to them, but they realise because you're on eight telephone books. <laughs> you know, what do you want? What do you want? And then you're like, help me off the, help me off the stepladder. I need to head back inside. Dude, imagine if, uh, if you were small and you went around on stilts. Mm. That'd be the move. No, I would like if it wasn't even stilts. It was just you know when you used to get the baked bean cans and the bits of string. Oh, with you the string. I, I would love to see a dwarf in the city on stilts, and they're bigger than everyone. And they, you know what I mean, just to have a day. You know, make a wish day. You're cruising around. You're seven foot. Someone's someone's spamming our, our chat, and they're uh, hocking uh, some some. Uh, what's it called? Like a fishing site link. I want to get rid of him. I feel Dude, I feel you know bad. what? Um, I've done the virtual reality um, comedy and it's, it's like you're in, on LSD, dude, because you're in your own mind and the only real feedback you get is these weird hearts. Do you know like in, uh, on an iPhone? What do you mean? Like you can hear like, well, if they're laughing, they, they do like hearts. So you see hearts on the screen and you're like, so I was, I was fucking my mum the other day. You see hearts coming up, hearts. And it's like... And the, the, the hardest part is I realised so much of comedy, you need their facial expressions, but you couldn't pick up if they're liking it or not. So you just totally like lose momentum, a bit like that radio interview. Are you saying you did comedy on LSD or? No, I'm saying I did virtual reality. I, I went into the virtual oh, room. Oh, right, right. The virtual, like, like, like a Zoom I think thing. I've done it before on this, a virtual space. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it felt like they got into a place in my mind that I've never let anyone in. Even a psychiatrist. With no, because there's no feedback there. So it really is just you kind of talking. They, their faces were still, they weren't reacting because I was yeah. bombing and I was yelling. I'm like, where am I? Where am I? I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm like, I love you, mum. Like, you know how people say, I love you, mum, just before they die. I just kept yelling, I love you. I love you, mum. I love you, mum. It's like, fuck. And then when, when it came off, they're like, how was that? And I'm like, I need to go home. Hey, like I feel really fucking not good. Yeah, I, I we had a few Zoom calls that I or Zoom thing gigs that I'd organised. No, but this is VR, dude. This is VR. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm I don't have a story about that, so I've got nothing. Related so it's to. like you're inside a cartoon. 
And there's, there's these was it weird... One of the, was it one of the ones where it's like a game and like you've got all the people sitting there? No, no, you're actually in a room. They're avatars yeah. staring at you. But the avatar, it's like, a, it's like it's not like a, a, a webcam. No, they're actual webcams. People are watching you in VR. So have you, have, you got, have you got haptic gloves on? Like what's your setup? It's like a... You've got a video and you're, you've got things in your hands so you can move your hands, but it just looks like that claw, claw hand from uh, Club Bayview. Can you do the thing where you drop the mic and swing it around and grab it again? Nah, man. Because if you can't, then man, that's half your act gone if you can't do that. Dude, but the thing, you know what the thing is? If it's, you're in a cartoon, it's like you're in a dream cartoon and then you're bombing, but you can't get any feedback and their eyes don't even blink. And yeah. you're just like. They're just staring it, it's, at you. It's like uh, something, you know, where you'd wake up in your bed shocked and go, oh, my God, I lost all my money. I'm divorced. I'm living back with my parents. Oh, that, that wouldn't happen. Oh, thank God. It was a dream. It was a dream. I've got a fan theory uh, about your office and your parents and your living situation, Wolfie, and it's that your parents died a long time ago and there is no, uh, there is no parents' house and you've just been living in the office. Dude, my parents are like Tom Green. You know, he attached uh, Sausage Man to strings. Yeah. My yeah. parents just wave from the kitchen, but it's actually me on strings. <laughs> <laughs> Controlling <laughs> them. I'm like, Wendy's waving again <laughs> from the front window. <laughs> and actually dead. I've stuffed them and they're all tied to strings and pulleys. <laughs> I move them around the house. Yeah. And they wave. That would be good, man. I think that's. Uh, I think. I think that's great. So, but what were the people seeing in this virtual? Like, are they seeing you with the goggles on? What I've are they done seeing? it on the pod before. I arrived. We didn't talk about all of this. Like, we didn't get into this. Okay, so you arrive. You arrive, and this. Um, you arrive, and they go like, "Come into the green room." A guy walks up to you. Come into the green room, and you're like, "Yeah, cool." Then you walk with them down. There's photos of other like avatar comedians. It's someone smoking. Then you go into the green room, you're chatting, no one can hear you. In Where there, is and this go, place? What the fuck in, is in this? It's in the virtual reality world and then... Wait, the no, oh, then wait, 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 hold on. This is what I understand. Octo- are you, Oculus. You, yeah, the Oculus. Are you physically at home with this thing? No, like, I'm at a mate's... So I was at a mate's house that had it. Okay. And he put me on. So then he... he um, I go in there and they go, when I shout, you'll be thrown onto the stage. So I'm thrown on and then immediately it's going well. Then this big, in front of all the crowd, a, a sign comes up. Um, you can come off whenever you want or, you you know, it, it yeah. said something like that. So I thought, oh, fuck, I'm bombing. I better get the fuck off. I, I was too nervous to flick that off, so I couldn't see the crowd anymore. So I've just, <laughs> me, standing with a sign going like, uh, get off anytime you want, mate. It's cool. Do you know? So I'm, I'm trying to perform with yeah. my own subconscious telling me get off whenever you want. It's gone bad. And then he goes, mate, I don't... And then another sign came up. Mate, I don't know what's happening. Like, uh, you can come off... You know what I mean? Because I started bombing. So all I so did it's was almost go, like there's like a stage manager in the back that you... Like an omnipotent one going, you can leave. Get off the it's stage. It's like a pop-up box. So on the fringes, I could see a few people not laughing. And then there was right. a big sign telling me, like, my worst fear, like, you're a loser. <laughs> and then I stood there and I did a 10-minute set to dead silence. And I was often, I kept yelling, like, stuff like, I feel like I'm on fucking acid. I love you, mum. Like, what's going on? What is this fucking place? This is a, a weird realm. I want to go. I want to go. 
fuck this shit. Who are you people? Do you know what I mean? Like, it was like a DMT trip. Now, is this a paid gig or is this just a... No, but they, I've got to do it again, man. I've got to get this the is just a, This is just a game. Like, I've seen this game on Steam. It's not a game, Steam. dude. Dude, it's it a, is. It's a game on Steam, man. The people no, are real, wrong. but it's called, like, Stand Up Night or something. I've fucking seen no, it. No, it's not a game. It's it's in the VR space. That I know where it is, but it's still a game. It, it's a paid It's a paid spot. They, they, people, people pay to go... Who in. paid? you to do this well i didn't get paid but i'm saying it's a paid room <laughs> i was like a, i was getting a shot it's like if you got the comedy so i got a shot to try go there and it's actually a paid room the audience pays it's a proper a proper club okay and it's not it's not the open mic night game that you get from steam and it's exactly the no it's not a game dude it's in the vr i, I don't know Oculus. how you're saying it's not a game when you're saying it's in fucking vr and everyone's got emojis okay, above their heads and you're like look, it's not a game it's real it's my real life no but i'm <laughs> saying like look, maybe it's called a game but i'm saying like the guy said to me because i shot some basketballs and he said next time just we'll take you out into the park and people wander and around and you chat instead okay yeah Outside of the club, he goes, before you go in next time, I'll take you down to the park and you can just chat to strangers. You just wander around a park. And so it's like, it's like part of like the open world thing for Oculus. It's like being in like Minecraft, right? You, it's this endless yeah. space. And so, so they take you through and they're like, there's a, there's a virtual restaurant and there's another virtual thing. And then you go into the virtual comedy club. Yeah. And then you go to the virtual yeah. club and someone's built it and you go in and they've advertised in the virtual world that there's a gig at 6.30 and people come from the park and the restaurant and then come in to watch it. What the fuck? <laughs> like, have you, have you seen Second Life before? Yeah, it's, it's, it's basically Second Life. But for Oculus, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there are people making, like, uh, there are people making so much money on that game and there was another one, like, some, some other universe game uh, and it, like someone in Second Life, it's like they spent like five grand on a real planet, and then they were renting out the real planet for parties, and people were paying fucking Second Life oh dollars. Oh my god! Imagine go if you to, oh. ma- imagine if you went to Second Life, but because you're submissive, you just ended up working at one of the supermarkets. Well, that's what people do, man. And they like, they would have these like weird like BDSM clubs that got real big in Second Life, and so these people would have like these online sex rooms, and it's like there's like a guy in a Pikachu. Costume costume and then like some girl who's like 50 foot tall and and like a gorilla and they're all having sex role play oh mate this could fuck your life up it does man. imagine you you're a loser in real life then you mm. go into second life you work at Coles and you're fired and then you're trying to get the well you're trying to get dull you're trying to get dull in second life and you're like you're an avatar and your avatar starts putting on weight and you can't get work no one no one wants to touch you and then you get you get mugged and bashed in second life people keep bashing you when you come out of your house did I tell you about that uh, that news clip I saw and it was this guy he's he's wearing like the VR goggles and the gloves and he's doing this and then it cuts to a, it cuts to a video of this robot stacking shelves in a deli, like in a convenience oh, store, mate, and he's controlling the robot, and it's so inefficient. He's like picking up a can of Coke and putting oh. it on the shelf. Dude, because he, there's some... Cr- <laughs> If you were getting bullied there, because it's like that guy I was telling you on TikTok, mm. the pedophile that comes on every night. <laughs> the, acu- the alleged pedophile. And he does live chat defending his 
that he's not a paedophile, but he's always got his hair gelled up. He looks like a paedophile. Yeah, you man, you sent me that screenshot, and that guy looks like the embodiment of a paedophile. He's in X, he's in um, Esperance or whatever. I or is it Exmouth or Esperance? Whatever the fuck. I don't know. Don't dox him. <laughs> people trying to find. But him. anyway, I go on every night, and he goes on every night, and people <laughs> lambaste him that he's a paedophile, <laughs> and then he defends his honour for hours, and and that's all I do now. And I often watch live chats of sort of just. People, I watch someone sleeping for an hour. <laughs> yeah. They just film themselves sleeping. But what I've realised is people put loops in. There's one scary one where a guy's just standing, staring in the wall in the dark. But um, Are you watching these on TikTok? TikTok. And I watch, the main one I watch is this pedo uh, getting angry at people, going, I'm not a, I'm not a pedophile. Derek, you're going to get blocked if you mention that again. You know I'm not. <laughs> And then every night at 8.30, he's back trying to fucking change his name on TikTok one fucking fight at a time. I never, I've never commented. I just watch him trying to prove he's not a pedophile to random trolls. Does he have an alternative, like, what was his original reason for getting on TikTok? Like, does he have a, another through line? He's got a few people that support him, and it's either, it's Xmouth, I think, and... Um, some of it the locals matter. there, yeah. Some of the locals there, Norm. So you'll be like, "Thanks, Helen." You know, oh, oh, sorry, I shouldn't have said your real name. I knew you'd know. I knew you'd know. You see me down all the time getting the coffees. I ain't a pedo. I ain't no pedo. I don't know why these people are saying this. You know me, but he, he clearly is a pedo, and he's moved up there to hide. And it's but why like, did he get on the TikTok in the first place? It's like because because which- even a pedo. Wants attention, like he wants. He wants to connect. He's obviously every everyone in real life doesn't want to touch him because he's a fucking pedo. But in the virtual space, he can't get bashed, but he can talk to his trolls, and that's better than reality TV. Like, did he go on TikTok first, and then someone said you look like a pedo, and then it became about that, or was someone calling him a pedo, and then he took he took to TikTok to defend himself? I think he set up Xmouth, then mm. he was chatting, and then someone from Xmouth. Uh, Revealed that he was a pedo, and then obviously thousands of trolls. <laughs> right. So every day, every night he's on there performing to about seventeen thousand people. <laughs> They're pretty good numbers, man. He's like Jim Jeffries, defending and fighting and blocking people off, saying <laughs> that he's not a pedo. And that's all I do every night. Instead of stand up, I watch that. <laughs> and the guy standing in a room. What? What's the loop with the guy standing in the room? Well, I, th- I watched it for a while. There's a guy, and it's a haunting sort of scene. Yeah. And he's just standing backwards, and then occasionally you can see his arm move. And yeah. It looks like the sort of room where if you'd been abducted, yeah, you'd be taken. It's not a mirror on your office wall. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be good. <laughs> but it's actually he gets lots of followers, and it's he does occasionally move. Outside of what seems a loop, so it seems like it's a real person, and he just—he's um, probably making money. That's his job now. That's better than Coles. He just stands and stares at a wall. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I don't understand why you're on TikTok so much. Have you been watching Mr. Beast? He's good. I haven't watched I as much. What's Mr. Beast? I don't know. I don't know what this world is, man. I'm not on TikTok. Mr. Beast is the head of YouTube, the king. I don't. What do you mean by that? Well, as in he's got he's got the most views of anyone on YouTube, and what he does is random stuff. Really, more than friendly Geordies, mate. He kills it, and he does stuff like he'll go to a shop and buy all the inventory, or he gives away free cars. Or he oh, okay. set up burger joints and gives them free, or he go to someone's house and put these little balls that inflate up yeah. into their backyard for money. But right. you know what I mean, like so he'll go. To a car so yard. He's a, and he's a silly boy. For, he's a silly boy with lots of money on YouTube. No, but he got the money from YouTube, but now he right. uses it for more and more random things. Like he set up pop up 
a pop-up burger business mm. that outstripped, I think it was uh, top five burger chains in the US a, a week or two ago. Like it had more sales than the big, like a McDonald's. Like it was up there. And he basically set it up overnight, was selling burgers and with the connection, I think he also had the 10,000 burger, which was a restaurant where they paid you to eat. You got 10 grand if you went in and ate a meal oh, at the nice. restaurant. But he just does crazy shit like that. Or, you know, this burger business... I think was free burgers and he gave, or he might've been paid. I think one week it was paid and he just made a hundred million bucks selling burgers. I just don't know how you have the time to, uh, to, to raise two children, do comedy, be a stockbroker, do this podcast and spend what seems to be the majority of your evenings watching people on TikTok and YouTube. Well, man, often, you know, you wait for the car engine to cool down. I'll also do with the kids. So they stay in the vehicle. You guys, you got to cool down before you come inside. Right? You got to cool down. The tiles are hot. You can't walk across the driveway. You'll wait until nightfall. Yeah, yeah. And then you go, you go inside and you have some peace and quiet with mum and dad who are going, where are the kids, Andrew? And you go, shut up. I'm watching Mr. Beast. Nana's waving to you from the kitchen using the pulley system. <laughs> Is in the pulley system. <laughs> Nana loves you. All right, let's do picks of the week because I gotta go in in thirty minutes, mate. Your your gigs are, f- are fucking failing. Just give it up, mate. You're failing. You got bumped for an open micer over the weekend while when all your friends were there from Pendulum to see you. What a tall tale that seems, doesn't it, now, upon reflection? Everyone's there. Oh, no, Ninja Warrior's come to see me. Robbie Swire's there. He said he's going he's gonna to play no. me on live. He's going to do a set. Oh, but I got bumped so it couldn't happen. And I'm, oh, no. Mate, I guess, I guess we don't all get to see Robbie Swire from Pendulum introducing me at the lounge because I got bumped that night. Oh, wow. Luke Toki, <laughs> so I, I saw the message and he said, yeah, I'm also happy to see Adam. Wolf, <laughs> if he's on. Adam. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch Adam if he comes down as well. Thanks for letting me know. Oh, right. Picks for the week, dude. Yeah, well, man. How's, how, how are we going on uh, on our key, key boys, WGO? Okay, so look, we've got Burrow started to show a no, little wait, wait, bit. No, wait, wait, don't start, don't start there. I want to start with, um, WG, with WGO, where we've got our key holders. Okay, WGO has now... Uh, done nothing. It has done nothing, but it is it is it is staying in that like upward drift. The thing the thing that's fucking frustrating about it all mm-hmm. is the strike STX, which is the adjacent, um, the second the, the half partner, of it, yeah, has rocketed. It's just like if we'd just gone that have side that? of the fucking tenement. Fucking hell, they have. But why do they have another asset that they're managing? Well, the thing that they have is the adjacent tenement. So like. From this is where you get fucking pissed with shares, right? Mm. From the COVID crash, uh, strikes gone from twelve to thirty-four cents. Yeah, and fucking Waringa, the adjacent one, has gone from Warrigo Energy. <laughs> what Warrigo? I always call Waringa. I, don't I know care about always, the name. I know, know you, I know. I know. I know. It's just that people won't be able to find it. It's gone from like nine cents to twenty. So like. Um, it's out uh, the, the the fucking or ten cent. I think it was only eleven, really. So it's like it's only really doubled, whereas uh, the other one tripled. Yeah. Uh, just because it has some adjacent plays, so it's fucking beyond infuriating. I should have done strike. Yeah, but if we'd done strike at, oh, I guess we we would be in a slightly. We would have tripled. 
Yeah, I know, but not well. I guess from from COVID, but we didn't. We weren't doing this in COVID. We're going from August. Strike, strike fell from like twenty three, and we had bought fucking Waringa at twenty three. Do you know they fell? They used to be parallel, and then we had bought uh, WGO around twenty five, twenty, and we strike was uh, sim, uh, a comparable sort of spot. Yeah, they were both around twenty one, twenty two, and now thirty five or thirty three. So we we fucking we got. We got shat on. No, but I know, but 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 that's because WGO is the double, mate. That's that's what we're. Well, look, for. the thing that I thought about it is they go, oh, they got the adjacent tenements. Well, I'm like, that's great, but there's no reason there's anything there. So mm. what they what their proposition is, we run out. We've got some shit in Spain. No one cares about it. But once we hit three, four, and five, we're done, right? We sell mm. it on. These assholes then spend the lion's share of the result on drilling further. Which is right. might be a pipe dream. There's right. fuck all there, or a really shit. So they might chop through uh, forty million dollars of the profit, fucking around drilling into uh, the desert. So you so you're saying that Strike uh, could kind of uh, take what is already a specky stock and make it more specky. Just no. By... Well, what I'm saying is, say say it comes off and goes well. The, yeah. the issue with Strike is they've still got further tenements, so they can drill adjacent and stuff, but. Then they could also, those all could be dusters. So, I mean, I don't know why the market's pricing that it's going to be such a fucking glorious success and they're not giving us any credit. But then we've got Bur- Burrow, which is st- starting to come to life. Hmm. A little 7% gain for the day. That was at 15. Um, it's basically got the farm in with Origin. I think it can go up uh, at least three times from here. Um, I think by the end of the year, it could it could be you know even in the next few months as drilling starts, it could get to sixty cents, fifty cents. It's pretty good, pretty 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 good. And then IPB, no answer, man. What are the what are the uh, uh, what are the risks with Buru Energy? Um, Downside risks, nine cents. No, I know, but what are the like the actual risks? Like, what are what are they up well, against? Well, basically, what you've got is you've got uh, a blank canvas. You've got a few programs that are funded by Origin. You got a f- few shots at the title, and it's valued at um, uh, nothing really. So it's just uh, should drift into the drilling campaign in anticipation. People will just go fuck that. That could work. So I mean, it's very underpriced. Right. Uh, what's the risk? The risk is selling. Too early. <laughs> <laughs> no, the risk, what you want to do is um, you could make money on this just waiting for the drilling campaign. Yeah. Just and like as close as it out at 25. Wait for the, the FOMO and dump FOMO, out. 25, sell, don't even fuck around. Just assume that they're all dusters because we're all cursed <laughs> and just take the double <laughs> and fuck it all off. Yeah. Then you've got IPB, no update. Nothing the, on IPB. the cafe owner in Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> hasn't delivered the bond money. Who knew? His his dad's probably like scolded him because he he did uh, he was caught doing coke at their family at their family retreat. Yeah, so he's probably he's probably grounded for two weeks, so we don't get that money. While fucking SOR has continued to just climb and climb and climb. I mean, it's dropped eleven percent today, but that's just because it hit such monumental highs. Oh, dude, it got to forty cents, eh? Fucking wank battery at 45, man, on the 11th. What did we tick it at? At 14 cents or something? For, yeah, yeah, I want to say around the 15 cent mark. That oh, seems well. right. 
But anyway, oh, so well. then, <laughs> that's a, but we weren't, but we weren't positive on it. We were making fun of him. It's like this fucking um, this uh, playside studio thing, man. They're gonna they're gonna come out with some something in two months and go from forty two cents to forty two bucks. Dude, I don't care with these things anyway. You know why? Because um, you they're just uh, embarrassing. So like, they can fuck off. I, do you know what I mean? I'm like, it, it's sort of like the the lotto winner. The hillbilly lotto winner. Like, yeah, do you want to back him? Fuck yeah, it. exactly. You know exactly. what I mean? A guy playing fucking might win the re- meat raffle, but is it really? I don't really give a shit about this story. Like, you know the guy that won? You're not going into a, into a service station and then uh, waiting for some guy to come along so you can pay for his scratches. Well, that's what I'm saying. And who wants to know the hillbilly that won 40 mil? I don't give a shit. Mm. You're a fucking loser. You got lucky. I want to be around people that are good. But anyway, so me so... Miso obviously redid its heart trials. Um, the way they worded them on the latest thing was virtually like they had succeeded on every front. Yeah, like they had completely eliminated chronic heart failure. They're like, guys, we're taking care of it. It's fine. Now. Well, yeah, and then so then the problem is the cash flow risk, right? Everyone is worried because they didn't get REM cell. It's like, well, where do they get revenue? Where do they get revenue? Mm. And at the moment, because they failed and let people down, they're just getting this shorted the shit out of but them. But they have a they have a fucking um uh they have a, a backer. They're, they've got some big farmers. Yeah, but Novartis, pe- people are worried that they're going to walk away because they weren't happy with the COVID. So people have been pushing that, and right. then they're saying there's going to be a cap raising, um, which I don't understand because Sylvie was very clear that once he'd done the heart <laughs> trials, he will give it across to a, a global, a big farmer, and right. do a partnership. But uh, all the fuckheads that are shorting it are pushing hard. Oh, they're going to have to do a 75 mil capital raising. It's coming. Novartis is going to walk away or have you pronounce it. I'm, you know, and, and then they're, they're like, it's going to be fucked. No revenue for this long. But I feel it. Um, and then it's got its back trials to come, which could fail. Yes. Knowing these fuckheads because <laughs> yes. uh, they'll say, oh, we cured back. But we were actually just, we had uh, the primary Endpoint was like whether they they looked better afterwards or some shit. I don't know what the fuck they will have done, but and then the other one I like is brain chips. But wait, wait, wait just just go, just go, fuck off with brain chip. But just quickly, um, back to Miso Blast. What? How come from eight eight dollars sixty in the US to twelve dollars and then down to ten and then here it fucking it does nothing. It goes from two dollars eighteen to two dollars sixty eight. And then we're drifting back down to 240. It's nothing. Oh, mate, this is the perennial problem with uh, investing. Yeah. Uh, what's this? What, what's happened? Where have you, where, where have you gone? <laughs> oh, sorry. Someone sent me an email. <laughs> okay. <laughs> was it good? <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't start reading it halfway through out loud, you fucking. Oh, no. I was saying, um, what were you saying? I was saying that we, in the US, Mesoblast uh, almost did a fucking, uh, what, like 70% up in a day um, on the back of that news. Uh, and then in Australia, it did absolutely nothing. Um, yeah, man, this is what's been my problem the whole time, dude. I've been having issues with, um, do you know, you know what I mean? Like when I had that first run, I would have made a, a, a fortune um, if I had been able to sell in the US. Yeah, yeah. It's just uh, what is it just like a, a more excitable market. What's this? Is is it just because it's a more excitable market? Like they've just got more cash to throw around. Yeah, yeah, man. It just, uh, dude. Sorry, I got an email that I have to respond to. What? what yeah. Well, can you respond in five minutes, man? 
Oh yeah, yeah. No, what people are watching you right now as well. I didn't realize that. What Fuck. I was saying is, I had the opportunity to, um, it, you know, on that first trade where I made four hundred, it would have been eight hundred if it was in the US because yeah. of the peak it had. We didn't get that opportunity. It was just a fucking disaster. Do you know yes. what I mean? It's it's so fucking infuriating. But what is what they don't seem to, like MSB.AX and. MESO don't seem to be correlated at all now. No, they do correlate, dude. You've got to multiply it by 1.3 and divide it by 5. But even if you fucking multiply it, like, are they exactly correlated? Because I don't know how it can go uh, with... Like, there's a, there's a huge difference in this fucking game. <laughs> like, this, it doesn't, it's, not, it's not reflected on the ASX at all. Yeah, no, I don't know, man. I don't know what's happened. Well, it looks stupid and I hate it. And I want my meso money back. <laughs> It'll come, man. I believe in it. I think... Um, uh, your you fucking brain chip is pissing me off. Um, that I could have sat in that and uh and and won and been good, you know. I know, man, it sucks. <sighs> but I'm a crypto trader, baby. That's that's the truth of it. Is I'm a crypto trader through and through, and I've been a smart boy sitting out and waiting patiently, and I'm gonna jump back in, and then I'm gonna make another triple. And that's I'm gonna triple into the triple into the triple, and people are gonna go, wow. I wish Josh had a fucking trading license so he could manage my crypto investments and gamble them all away on futures contracts dude how how is it i'm totally out of it because i need to respond to this email i just tapped out yeah i know yeah yeah we're in the lot we're in the home stretch are you seeing this everyone people watching this is what this fuckhead is like is we get halfway through an episode not even whole, look two hour mark. This is the this is the end. And what does he do? Someone pops up and goes like, "Oh, Wolfie, mate, it's John from high school. Remember? Do you remember me? I stole your sh- I stole your shoes." And he's like, "Oh, fuck! I gotta let him know where his shoes are." <laughs> I can see his eyes darting all over the email. That's what people are saying. If you look closely enough, you'll be able to read. It's not an e- email at all. It's a suicide note. He's working on it, and it's just popped <laughs> up again. <laughs> You fuckhead. <laughs> I'm out, man. I'm out. Okay, do we have any more, any new calls, anything? Nah. I've got to go do this email. <laughs> uh, SureThing.money, we'll edit this up and fucking you can See other you, people dude. listen to it. You're all right, Woo! fuck off. Get out of here. Have a good one. See you later, <laughs> Goodbye. man. Goodbye. Uh, you can see me edit this fucking piece of shit. Um, go away now. You can leave. Thank God. <laughs> You see me edit this piece of shit later for hours and hours at a time. Thank you. Uh, this is the first of the live ones in the first live one. Thanks for, for watching. See you later. Namaste. Leveraging your home. Margin personal loans Hedged by put contracts Holding 15 overexposed bad positions loose